Welcome to another edition of Banter and Babble. I'm the dude 79, and joining me always, my esteemed colleague and world-renowned piece of shit, Mr. Fanboy Tone. Mr. Fanboy Tone, mm-hmm. what's up? I actually thought that we had just crashed. Seriously, I, I did. Thought, I thought the whole thing crashed. I was like, okay, it's taking forever to load, but hey, mm-hmm. it, it just, a it, little fake out, little fake out. Uh, uh, the computer has a, a sense of humor. Um, <laughs> believe it or not, Tone, I'm, we're actually drinking. Yeah, you know, what's funny. I was, uh, <laughs> I, me and Drassen did have some beers on Sunday as well. Oh, you guys drank on Sunday too? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. How yeah. did that work out for you? It, you know, we had a 24-ounce mug of uh, Christmas Town at uh, Timbers and then had a lacto cooler later that evening, and uh, I think we split something else. I don't remember. Wow. Yeah, uh, yeah piece of shit. Yeah, I swore off beer for a lifetime. And Why that, don't you do that every other week? Then it ended up turning out to be about 48, you know, 72 hours, which feels like a lifetime. So, I mean, that's yeah. that's kind of accurate, right? I mean, that's fair. I think it's fair. That's I mean, it's pretty You're fair. An old piece of shit. Uh, first of all, thank you so much to everybody that tuned in on Saturday for episode number one hundred of Banter and Babble. And as Dungeons pointed out, I was blasted on Saturday. I was shit faced uh, to the point where I was super excited about a little Caesar's pizza. I was ready to drive there, and my wife had to like barter with me for like twenty minutes, going, "You can't." drive you fucking lush and she didn't go to one but two little caesars because i told her it was at the wrong one and then she was she had to hustle down the station because you, you got me dude i don't order from the one on center road anymore i fucking order from the it's one better yeah it's infinitely better yeah infinitely better yeah so uh you were drunk had no idea i know it was it was pretty yeah. it was pretty bad man i was i mean boy, we had shots of fucking screwball going we drank a ton of beer pre-show we drank a ton of beer during the show and we drank a lot of beer after the show we tied one on like Draston and tone and i closed down the bar and yeah it was bad dude it was a hot mess but it was fun it was an absolute blast uh again thank you everybody that tuned in to hang out and big shout out to our guests yeah uh brandy and steve already obviously booty haver booty oh. haver mark that as a first jeez man i completely I, you know i i sit there and i tell everybody no it's not booty haver it's booty haver no you don't and then we go live and we're just like hey we got booty haver and i heard her across the room go what the fuck she was most displeased mm-hmm. uh but also obviously josh uh, from Half-Ass Beer Review, we had Draston from Seven Dungeons here. Crash wanted to be on, but he had to bounce. Uh, but he he hung out for all for for most of the show, just chilling. And he got me Eddie's. <laughs> and he do that was another mistake on my part. No, it was, wasn't. Don't be a pussy. Uh, dude, the Eddie like, I uh yeah man, I lost just all track of time. Like I I basically blacked out once we got to the third. Well, act. it didn't help that our our which appreciate our drink pals for getting us drinks. Wow. Um, I posted that picture. I showed everybody in the Discord what we had on on tap. Yeah, and they were spiking some of our drinks, I found out afterwards. I, felt, I figured it out right away. I'm like, that's not just beer. That's definitely got some screwball in it. So Wait, what now? <laughs> yeah, I was drinking uh, stouts with uh, uh, screwball. I tasted the peanut butter, and I was like, I knew right away. Fucking A. <laughs> Well, and then and then <laughs> Dungeon just said, "Dude, I spiked yours for sure. I had no idea." Well, you, yeah, you didn't. You didn't have a lot of an idea. Wow. Did we really watch a movie on Saturday night, or did other things go down here that I don't know about? I, well, 
You guys are fucking scumbags. I mean, honestly, did like, it really turn into a dungeon? Was he the dungeon master on me, or what? What, what did I miss? He barely knows his way around anything, so I would call the cops, dude. I'm going to cuddles. I'm calling the cops. That's I know, funny. I know. Scumbag moves, man. I know, but it it was a blast. I mean, we appreciate everybody being here. Uh, I get to, as some of you, if you were aware or didn't notice. When I get super drunk, I get really like lovey and I get really like just chill. Yeah, 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 I definitely probably made it awkward and that's yeah, perfectly fine. I got fine. a couple citations in the mail. Yeah, well. Some was, subpoenas. Well, until I actually see the PPO, I'm sitting right here. That's, so. why, that's why I haven't been able to put the video up on YouTube yet is because it's evidence right now currently. So <laughs> Well, whatever. Once they go through and, and find all your uh, transgressions, then I can post the video again. We'll find something. Uh, Wait, are you saying you have a heart? I know I didn't say that. Did you say you have a heart? Only when I drink. Oh, he, he, oh, him, him. Oh, okay, yeah. He's got a, he's got a heart. He's a big fanboy. Love you was weird, was it? <laughs> I don't remember. I mean, I I remember, <laughs> but like I don't recall everything I said. I just know that somehow I managed to get words out. Somewhat. I, I tried to go back and watch the VOD, but I cut it. I, I had to stop watching just before uh, Boots and, and Josh left because I know after that point, I just didn't make any sense. I knew I was I was slurring heavily by that point. I was like, I don't think I want to watch the third act. Well, I mean, we, I think our conversation with Drassen still was good. Um, it was great, from, but I don't remember it. The pie. The pie. Um, the, oh, my God. The sour cream. The, uh, sou- the sour cream raisin pie. Stand corrected. That was an amazing. Uh, if you guys want that recipe, holler. I'll get you that recipe. Yeah, I'm going to make it sometime. It's amazing. Uh, definitely uh, a delicious and rich but not overly rich pie. So, And I'm a big raisin fan. So Recipes in really the Discord good. as well. Recipes I actually uh, took that pie upstairs, what was left uh, on Monday, and I uh, had the kids and the wife try what was left, and yeah. they fucking loved it. Yeah, it's, in, it's incredible. Really so. good. But yeah, really good. Thank you, you guys, that were able to show up here um, to, be, to be here. Yeah. Thank you to Stephen Brandy for their very generous gift and thank you to Drastons for his very generous gift as well too that we did the giveaway shout out to brian and cody deke and those are our winners of those giveaways winning those things so uh appreciate you guys you guys came through with some subs and everything as well too so um we we certainly can't uh you know tell you thank you enough but you know uh, it was a blast it was three or four hours long i don't know and then we hung out here me Drastin and dude and ate pizza and watched a movie so Whatever what happened after the stream, I, I really don't remember a whole lot of that. It so. was uh it, it was a hot mess, but it was a great time. Um but other than that, dude, I mean I mean that that that's this is it. This is the final episode of, of two thousand and twenty two. Yep. Uh we have a relatively decent show, but not terribly uh beefy, but we got a lot of stuff to talk about and we've got a cool event to close out the year. Uh, the return of the uh, cuddles and tricky classic. Mm-hmm. So we'll dive into that bracket at the end of the show. Uh, but Tom, before we get into everything, yeah. So this was actually supposed to arrive. This was supposed to arrive before we went live on Saturday. And matter of fact, it got to the house Uh-oh. as we were here. As we were here, yes. So, or we were close to being. Is this here. a fucking glitter bomb? I fucking hope so. This is a glitter bomb. I hope so. This isn't my house. I don't give a shit. So uh, I fucking hope so. Cherry, I just cleaned this basement. So, yes, this is a gift from Cherry. I'm aware of what's in this. I haven't seen final product. Um, so I'm really excited about this because I know you haven't. So we are going to open up this gift from Cherry. Oh, we got a box cutter. Somebody have the police on standby. Right. Well, it's also I don't think you've sharpened this blade or he, he drags it towards it. himself. I'm pretty well, yeah. sure he's supposed to go away. You can go towards, however you want. If it's sharp, it doesn't fucking matter. Well, I'd definitely rather go towards you. <laughs> are you. Kidding me? Yeah, it's a fucking dull blade. What my my son would have this open by now. No, just FYI. I don't even think your son. If can it's got the, those little poppy this bubbles, a fucking butter knife. If, the, if they have the little poppy bubbles in there, my son would have this open by yeah, now. Whatever. You're a fucking disaster. Butter knife over here. It's like a brand new box no, cutter. No, it's from the Dollar Tree. <laughs> what a all, right. all right, all right. 
I is this been cleaned or used before? I'm com- I'm just kidding. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> that type of gift. Hang on. Yep, 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 <laughs> yep. Okay. So the top one I believe I'm going to say f- I think is my original uh giveaway gift. Is that correct, Cherry? The top one is my giveaway gift from the uh um sweet Instagram giveaway. Correct. Okay, she cool. Says. So let's show that off real quick. Oh man. Yeah, this was a giveaway they did. Ooh. These are pretty fucking sweet, actually. I'm really excited oh. about these. Yeah, aren't these great? You see those? Aww. They're really nice quality. Holy shit, they are. Yeah, these are pretty sweet, ain't they? Yeah. yeah. That was from that giveaway, so. Ooh. Thank you. I, I forgot. I did forget about these, but now I've got uh, a couple of these. And no, nothing bad will happen with them. Okay, open me first. Okay, we're gonna give the card to you since you're sitting there this doing the one with uh, weird things in my toys. The anthrax in it. I think this is the one with the anthrax in it. Right, right. Let's hope so. Tone and Brent, open me first. Oh, open. you can't read it because it's partially. It's yellow. Oh, How is it? Fuck. Tone and Brent. Oh, it's like, it's like, this like, is yellow. The, like what? At the green screen, it's, it's green. The, it's the picture from Back to the Future. <laughs> I'm fading out. Yeah, yeah. Tell my dad not to uh, not to leave it in. All right. Um. Jesus Christ. Got, card. Uh, you, oh, look, at the, the card's invisible. <laughs> it's a see-through card. It's kind of blue. I know. It's, it, this is blue. This is teal. I don't know. You got a dog and a cat and a rabbit and a mouse and a bird hanging out. I like out. how you got the thumb on the bottom in case money slips out. I see that technique. Uh, oh, I made you a very special and unique gift. I hope you enjoy it. If not, eat shit. LOL. <laughs> Cherry. Happy right. 100th episode. Sounds, sounds pretty great. That's not made up. That's a verbatim. Yeah. What it says. It was supposed to be here Saturday. Is that a poem? Is that a poem? It is. I believe. Oh, yeah. This is a poem. All right. All right. Is it? Yeah. You ready? I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna see. You guys ready? You ready? ready? Everyone's ready. Ready. ready? All right. All right. Here we go. I'm gonna try to get to my reading voice. Happy 100th episode, assholes. (laughs) What a a strong opening. Start. That's a perfect start, actually. Just kidding. But really, congrats on getting to 100 episodes. I'm proud of you and blessed to call you friends. Oh, geez. Here we go. There we go. I know I haven't been there since the beginning, but I have loved being a part of this great community in the time I have been here. See, that's what I like, man. That's what I like to build that community mm-hmm. up, man. Mm-hmm. Being part of this community has brought me deep friendships, laughs, and tears. Lots of people and memories I wouldn't trade. I, am. I have seen y'all grow, and it's been an honor to be a part of of chat i truly love y'all even though i give you shit i cannot wait to see what our what our what the future oh wow, i can't i messed up our and the gotcha it happens i cannot wait to see what the future holds and hope to be a part of it love kayla aka cherry appreciate it that is very very kind i was really hoping to be like except you brent surprised you're not crying i know so, dude. i was waiting for the big f you at the end there's tone oh for tone and then All right for the dude oh my this is the glitter bomb i hope so oh man are you ready all right man i'm gonna do it uh, i'm ready i'm go, going go for it Just go going. for it i'm going 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 no fucking <laughs> way <laughs> this is fucking gnarly are you fucking kidding me? Oh my god, dude! Oh my god, fucking gnarly! I got my it? hat on backwards. Yeah, I got my glasses. Oh she my god, fucking made these for us. I, I I was aware about it. I got to see a glimpse at one point, but this is pretty fucking sweet. That is amazing. This is a legit, thoughtful, time-consuming 
gift, and I really appreciate this very much. This is fucking sweet. You've got a fucking action figure, dude, that basically. Is right? amazing. Now, I have a question. If I were to take his and stab it with little pins and needles, oh, for fuck's sake. would that work? Cherry, is that like the secret here? Like, you're not going to tell me that, but I'm going to do it. If yeah, that is part yeah. of the thing, let me know because I'm going to fuck him up. That. Let me this see dude, the hat on that. Dude. This is how it really goes. That is <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah. Oh, my. Okay. Well, see, I'm glad his name blocks. This is up. what happens That's... after the show. <laughs> He's massaging my back because it gets sore. Yeah, yeah you get that sciatic. That is amazing. I mean, look. I'm going to look at the earrings, dude. She even put earrings got in ear, it. You got the earrings. Yeah, in. dude. I'm telling you. Wow. Like, legit. This is and look how like I mean it's not like you no know, fucking dude. This is solid. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you can't fuck this, so I, don't. I'm... <laughs> Jeez, uh, dude, better run. I'm not running anywhere. This thing's amazing. Uh, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna photo scan these and then I'm gonna put them in the background at the oh, bar. Oh, that's gonna a good be idea. At the bar. Yeah, that's I'm a gonna. Good idea. Fo- it's gonna be like it's almost like we're the Muppet guys at the at the theater. Oh, the guys up in the booth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll just have these dudes like. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm gonna have them in the back. That is exactly what we're gonna sweet sex what? dolls, bro. Hey, <laughs> I know, right? right, Mike. That's that's what it is, man. This is where this is where every week after the show I can be like, uh, so where did Tone touch you last night, Brent? I'd be like, um, he rubbed my head. It was right there, right there. That he's, he's playing with my hair. These are amazing, Cherry. Fucking Thank you so much. Gnarly. I fucking love it. He's in the shop, but either way, no. That, that is amazing. Yeah. I'm putting mine right here. There's a lot of sex going on down there in the, that part of the table, but these are, I can't, I'm trying very, to very, very much appreciative of your time. I know you've been putting time in these uh, over the last month or so, so thank you so much. There, It's a very kind gesture and gift. We appreciate you as well, too, um, even if you have uh, bad taste in movies sometimes, so we do appreciate you, and uh, we're glad to have you here as well, too. So, you know, like it's, you know, there's not a lot of great things to say about Ohio, but, you know, there's a small handful of things, and you're certainly one of the good ones. You're, you're, the, you're the, the the beacon <laughs> of hope for the entire fucking state. It's true. And we appreciate it. I'm just going to lay down here with my little buddies. That's my bu- that's what I'm doing. I'm laying down with my little buddies. <laughs> Tone is rubbing our feet. That's fucking just d- what? disgusting. What? Get away from me. No. no. Unless I can shove a nail in that thing. I don't <laughs> want yours anywhere near mine, bro. Nail you. Uh yeah yeah you did but um seriously thank you so much Cherry that is fucking amazing and I'm gonna find a way to get that photo uh, scanned yeah in, in the yeah background. I, I wish it could have been here Saturday on time unfortunately like she had texted me she's like dude it just arrived I just got the notification I'm like motherfuck I mean we're literally like yeah a we're block like away here right here yep, and so. uh, he was already shit faced and um <laughs> yeah. so that is why so. but uh thank you thank you so much Cherry we really appreciate you and you're a big old sweetheart and um that's amazing. Thank you so much. Um, Tone, what uh, what do you dude, are you playing games again or no? So I am. Um uh I deleted Callisto Protocol off my hard drive yesterday. <laughs> we both have beaten it. Wait, did you beat it? Oh, I did not. Oh, okay. I'm good on that okay. for right now wow. until they address some things. And if they don't, you know, I got burned on a game. Everybody that does like it or pseudo likes it, cool, but like I just definitely uh, I was concerned about the time versus the value and somebody beating it in a day kind of makes me feel that way, but um. Yeah, I'm total, good on. I think my total play time was like eight hours. Yeah, that's that's not okay for seventy dollars. I don't care who you are. <laughs> not, I'm not. And gonna, there's not literally no replay value. And when they when I when people started posting that you could cheese yeah. the achievement or trophy without um having to start like because of mo- the most difficult one is obviously the hardest difficulty. You have to go back and play it on super hard. All you had to do was kill the final boss, and then there's a whole cutscene and like an escape sequence. 
all you had to do is as soon as the final boss died, you just go into the settings, change it to the hardest difficulty because everything after that is there's no combat. So you just escape. And then once the game ends, it runs credits. And then once you turn the game back off and turn it back on, it just pops. It's just like, oh, yeah, there you go. You beat it on, uh, on the hardest setting. I was like, that's yeah. Such, like, that's, like, how does that make it into a game? Well, dude? how does that, like, how does that, that doesn't do, like, what does that do for you? Everything. It gives me the platinum. I don't have to go back and play Fucking it. dumb. Um, <laughs> that's fucking dumb. But anyways, Thank yeah, I'm, I'm good on that game. I don't really have a whole lot to say about it. Um, I think it's a beautiful game. Uh, Where did the game fail you? The, uh, the game failed me the most. Originally, I thought it was going to be the controls, and I still think there's an issue there with those. Right. But it failed me the most with the save states oh um, God, and the, yeah. the way the auto saves and the you manual can't have saves that, that many uh, the distance between the auto saves and then have random items. You can't do that. You right? can't do that. Yeah, I don't. I don't backtrack. I don't like that. If I go off the rails, I don't mind dying a lot. And that game clearly wants you to do that because he wants you to see those. Um, but you have to let me have Ooh. manual saves take precedence over that as well, too. So um, I'm good on that. Jay uh, Hill has an important question. Is this the most disappointing game for you guys? Most disappointing game this year? This year? I would say this year. I mean, I mean uh, not, well, yeah, for, I haven't played a lot this year, so I, I don't really have but a I mean, great considering game this was like your most hyped game. This was well. my most hyped game for this generation. So it, it, it rides pretty heavily. So I, I that's why I can't, I can't sit and talk about it because it really affects me because I, I – was a huge fan of Dead Space and Visceral Games, and I will not give EA any money for the right. Dead Space remake because they closed Visceral. We got this hot garbage game because they had nothing else better to do. So mm. it all comes back to EA on this. So I don't want, I won't buy that game. But um, you know, it, Dead Space is clearly the better game still. So, uh, but um, in, in recent times, I mean, I think Halo Infinite is is pretty close as well too. I could still oh, play yeah, it. I, very, I could still play it. I can find like I, I was one of the few that still played it when nobody else. Uh, was but um this is definitely one of my most um like pit like to the point where I'm pissed because I got burned on a digital seventy dollars and yeah. I won't get back so yeah. um but I've learned my lesson but hey I beat God of War this week yes I made seven dungeons uh, watch me beat the ending of that um it didn't go the way I thought it was going to which is uh good and great um but I was invested the entire time uh, with that story and with the characters and especially the dialogue and I think that which game? God of War God of War yes. When you really break down where God of War came and where he is now, I think there's a good conversation to have there. So when we talk about video game awards again later, I'm gonna I'm gonna just t touch lightly on that for, with the goatee and everything as well too, because mm -hmm. um, I do got some thoughts on that. Uh, sure. But um, I did fire up the new Need for Speed this week. Yeah, already enjoying that. We'll see how long that goes. I do love Need for Speed's big fan of that series. Um, I didn't buy it, so haha, EA you didn't get my money. Oh wow. Um, but uh, other than that, yeah, uh, I'm ready to start Elden Ring next week. Oh, you are going Elden Ring next week. Yep, my friend wants Sweet. to. So what are you going to play it. after that week, the, the week after? What's going to be your Nothing, because I'll have broken controllers. <laughs> uh, Cuddles asks, what was your most surprising game of the year? Most surprising game? Um, That's a good question. Hmm. I'm trying to think of a game that I went into with low expectations but came away like, oh, my God, that was actually really good. I don't know if it was low expectations. I will say, well, I started the Trails series this year, and I was really excited. I mean, it's an old series, but I mean – I just didn't realize it was going to hook me like it did. But I would think at first, man, I'm going to say Ghostbusters because I was excited about it. And then when we played it and when you play it and realize that it's really just an entertaining game mm -hmm. um, without a lot of like, even if you lose, you don't care. There's not a lot of games that do that. And I think, you know, as much as I did enjoy Evil Dead at first, at the very least, and was excited about it. Ghostbusters provided a, an enjoyable experience with. Um, the group of friends that we play games with that I, not a lot of multiplayer games yeah. can do because there was no rage involved. It right. was just fun. 
right? No, that's that, that's fair. Guardians is a good one. That's a good one. Uh, you know, what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you a curveball. I'm gonna go plot twist here. Yeah, okay. My most disappointing game this year is definitely close to protocol. Okay. Uh, my most surprising game of the year is close to protocol because I'm surprised how mid it was. That's why. That's why the thing I was surprised the most is just how, just lack of like how it lacked the thrills and the and the tension of Dead Space. None of that yeah, was none, in, of, it. none I, of that was. In I the was game. really surprised, which was just how yeah. much that game was lacking. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Yeah. It's, it's both my most surprising okay. game of the year and my most disappointing yeah, yeah. Uh, game of the year. And if any, uh, we want to play in a Ghostbusters night again. I'm I'm ready. They've added some stuff to it, man. Uh, they've added uh, some new stuff to it. Oh, did you see they dropped <clears throat> a three pack Predator pack today for a Predator? <laughs> Yep, I did. Three more predators. Dude. I was like, "Damn, I've, they're still supporting that game." There's a whole planet full of them. I've heard. That's that's fucking dope. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm glad you were able to finish God of War. I know you were super hyped about that, and uh, I thought the game delivered. I thought it was a fucking amazing game. Um, mm-hmm. I'm still going through it and just completing shit. I want to yeah. like, I want to get to all the berserkers. You know, I want to complete all that stuff. And it's just, uh, man. <laughs> You've been having some fun with the Berserkers. I it, it, what not bad fun. I haven't had a hard time with them. I still think the Valkyries were harder, and I've defeated five or six of the Berserkers, about half of them. I just feel like uh, I deleted that off the hard drive actually yesterday as well too, um, only because I was going to do that in the Asgard stuff. There's no trophies involved, and I'm not a trophy grinder. But if mm-hmm. I'm going to get close to that 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 platinum, mm-hmm. I feel like especially like the Asgard pieces and stuff like that it just gives you a bunch of hack silver and you have some battles, yeah. but you don't get any trophy for beating those. You don't get any trophy for beating all the berserkers. You do get a trophy for beating the the king after you view him. Oh, okay. and, and I've heard and seen some videos, and that's apparently completely asinine and insane. So I'm like, oh, well, so good luck with Elden Ring. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, for sure. But like at the very least, I feel like I mean that's a whole other. We'll see. I'm excited for you to play Elden Ring, man. I, I I've gotten into it, and like I love the fact that you mm-hmm. can seriously go wander around the world and not just have to follow a linear path where you get to the point like, okay, I can't beat this guy. There's literally nothing else for me to do. When you can just go wander about the world and, and fight other enemies and other mini bosses and yeah. and rank your character up as best you can. So when you do go, go get your shit pushed in by the big boss mm-hmm. again, you'll be like, well, I, I died a little bit. Mm-hmm. I lasted uh, just like ten seconds longer, so that's cool. Yeah. And then go back out in the world and 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 do your 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 grind. So no, I'll be cool. I'll be curious to get your thoughts on that. Um, man, I don't know what I'm going to be doing. I'm I actually picked up Gotham Knights. Uh, it was it's on a very steep sale right now, much like uh, Prime talked about earlier. I mean, I think once that game came out and the, it received the reviews that it did and the word of mouth about the pre- the performance on uh, the consoles and even PC for that matter, um. Everyone just kind of expected this thing is just not going to do well. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, the deluxe edition was like 60% off. Uh, I think it runs until next week. It's like 50 instead of 100? It's it's forty nine ninety nine as opposed yeah. to $90. So, I mean, you're getting a big chunk of it yeah. cut off. And so I picked it up. Um, I'm playing through it. It is very much like an Arkham City, Arkham uh, Asylum type of game. The combat is very similar. Uh, but yeah, it does. It is disappointing that it's kind of at that sixty frames or at thirty frames because of that t- style of combat. Right. It would be so much better if it was so much smoother. Is that coming though? I do. I don't know. I really don't know if they have plans to add that. You know, they've been. They, I will say they have pushed out like six or eight patches since launch, fixing things and getting it to, you know, hold that thirty FPS mark. But I really have no idea if they have plans to to add like a sixty. Per- 60 FPS performance mode. I mean, dude, at this point, I mean, if it's at 1080p, you know, and it's it can hold a, a, a somewhere close to 60, 
I'd be cool with that. I don't need 4K for 60. I mean, it's nice if you can get like a 1440p image or, you know, or like a 2K image or something like that where it's it's at 60 frames. But I just don't know, man. I really don't know if that's on. If, if 30 that's frames is a hard sell in 2022. It's hard, man. Like it just it has to be a very special 30 FPS. It has to be very smooth. The frame pacing has to be right. Everything has to be perfect. And I don't see that being perfect enough for that in this. And game. It, dude, I, I I did you know in playing it, it does have like a little bit of jank to it. It's not a very smooth 30. Uh, but I mean, like you said, we've been spoiled with all these other games that have like a performance mode. And you're just like, this is how I want to play. Yeah. My understanding is I watched the video earlier today. Uh, the Witcher 3 update came out today. Yeah, so. And that performance mode looks like it runs really good on PS5 and Xbox Series X. Like it just looks beautiful. And they showed some of the combat. And I was like, dude, that looks really fucking good. Like yeah. it looks really good. Yeah. <laughs> Makes Robin look like Robin from the Adam West Batman. The TV it, series. It, you know, it, it does. It That's does. Uh, but I mean, it's it's a cool world. I mean, uh, it's it's a cool world to explore. And I like the story of how they're putting the focus on these characters. It's neat concept. It's a cool concept. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the combat is fun. You're just like. I know this would be so much better. Right. And, and, you know, you sit there and you play something like Arkham City and, and, and Arkham uh, Asylum, two just pinnacle games. And to jump into this and have it just not quite be at that level, it's just like, ugh, Warner Brothers Montreal, you were so close, but no cigar. Mm-hmm. And it's disappointing because they, they did make, I believe it was um, Batman R- um did it Origins, didn't they? Uh, Origins, yep. They did Batman yeah. Origins. And that one, that game did, did pretty well. That did pretty well, yeah. It still wasn't, a, you know, rock steady, but it did well. I think that might have been the last game they've done, dude. It's been like seven or eight years since they even made a Montreal? Game. Yeah. Been that long? It's longer since Origins, I think. It's been a hot Maybe minute. Maybe it's been eight years, yeah. It's been a hot minute since they made a game. Mm-hmm. So, uh, kind of bummered that it's at, it's in this current state, but we'll have to see how it, uh, how it turns out. Uh, Tone, did you have anything else <laughs> that we have to address, or is that it pretty much for the opening hour? Uh, don't hurt yourself. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to hurt myself. So right. we'll do all the usual stuff towards the end. Yeah, but, usual uh, stuff. That usual the, stuff. The, the naughty stuff. Yeah. yeah, it gets hot. All right, Tone. Let's move on to our first topic. We got a movie review that you alluded to just a little bit ago. Mm-hmm. Joe Bagos, Christmas, Bloody Christmas is available now on digital and via Shutter. So if you have a subscription to Shutter. Or if you just go on to shut it right now and set up for a seven-day trial, you can watch Christmas, Bloody Christmas. And no, that's not the fucking Terminator. That's Santa Claus. That's Robo Santa Claus. Um, dude, we talked about this trailer uh, when it came out uh, like a month or two months ago or whatever it was. And like immediately once I saw Joe Bagos was involved, he was directing it. And obviously he did VFW, a movie that we were all very, very happy with. You watch the trailer and... Um, Please tell me at some point it was bare bones. Oh. It's pretty close, dude. You need you you do need to watch it, do it like and like here's the thing. Like I felt like you, Drasen, and I watched this movie Intoxicated. at the time that it's most likely to be enjoyed. Drunk eating pizza with friends. I, if you're doing all and high as fuck. If you're doing all that and you're watching this movie, you're gonna come away with an A plus experience. Even if you're not all that, just Go into it expecting to know what this is. You know what this is. When you watch the trailer, you know what this is. Yeah, it's very self-aware. Uh, it is, um, like, first of all, like, uh, it's an absurd premise. Yeah. Like, an absolutely absurd. The, the, the military has put $3 billion or $3 trillion into, like, these defense, uh, or into their defenses. They created, like, these androids that were supposed to be used for military, but then they repurposed them all to be Santa Clauses. What could possibly go wrong? 
I mean, and dude, and like, it, like that's a, an absurd premise. The only thing I wish, Tone, is I wish they would have done something like Starship Troopers esque, over the top satire of them showing why the military thought this would be a good idea to repurpose right, right. all these androids or whatever they are as Santa Claus. It's like I wanted, to, I wanted something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't need a deep plot, but just enough to have me just go, oh my god, that's absurd too. Mm-hmm. You know, just something over the top to explain that. Uh, and I wanted to know if, there, if the other Santa Clauses, what, was this like Cyberdyne systems, like every, like Skynet all over again, and all yeah, the other Santas turning into Terminators? Was this the end of days? But we didn't get that. But that's okay. Because we do have Riley, uh, Dandy, and Sam Delich as, uh, as um, uh, Tori and Robbie, our two main leads. And you know what? They're pretty good. I actually got, dude, the, the vibe I got from these people was similar to Dante and Randall. Mm-hmm. Two coworkers that bicker about a lot of things, pop culture, movies, music, and all that stuff throughout Whatever the whole movie. Is. Busting each other's balls. Very similar to like Dante and Randall and Clark. Right. While they're doing things, like while they're being chased, like whatever it is, like they're just <laughs> going going with the flow on uh, with their conversations. It was very and like, I felt like a lot of the cast was like all in on it. Yeah, everyone was into the absurd premise. Everybody mm-hmm. was buy, bought into their characters. But I really liked uh especially Riley Dandy when it gets down to the final girl segment, like when she's the last one battling, she does channel her uh Ellen Ripley mm-hmm. and does well going toe to toe with uh with the Terminator Santa here. Uh, she's really good in this movie. Like, she's just really entertaining. She's charismatic. And uh, she was great. Um, but uh, the, thing, the thing that I loved about this movie, Tone, obviously, it doesn't take itself seriously. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. But the practical fucking effects. You're watching heads pop way. like watermelons. Yep. Pe- people are getting split in half. Kids are getting pieced out by Santa. Literally. Literally getting pieced out by Santa. But everything is practical effects, and, dude, I fucking loved it. If there was a couple of gripes, man, I didn't like that we didn't see how the sheriff and his deputy got pieced out. Those were off-screen kills. I felt like those were missed opportunities. I mean, we because like, I'm thinking, okay, we've seen the kid. We've seen uh, other people getting pieced out in really violent ways. But they get to the police station, I feel like they kind of cut some corners. I mean, we see the chief get thrown into the car on fire, but we don't see what happens to the other guy up close. Right. So I was like, ah. That's kind of a shortcut. I'm kind of bummed about that. But that's a minor gripe. I mean, just because of all how, how cool the kills were for the other characters, I would have liked to have seen that trend continue through the whole movie. But, dude, it is just a fucking awesome movie. Like, it's fun, man. It's a, it's a fun movie to watch when you're drinking with friends. Yeah, I mean, it, that's what it is. It, it was it, – the, the movie literally is what it is. It, it doesn't take it – I mean, it – the right people take it seriously, but it doesn't take itself seriously. It's a good experience. I think everybody should enjoy this. Uh, if somebody said, "I'm going to put this in my Christmas movie rotation," not going to argue that either. Yeah. So, um, it's it's a fun. It's I, lo- I love right now. We're in this age with this kind of like absurdity of uh, the holidays and these movies that are coming out for them. So, I certainly, you know think that uh everybody can get some enjoyment out of this so oh absolutely yeah it was definitely entertainment i was entertained the whole time you know i was also fucking lit so <laughs> i do yeah it, it's just and it, it's it's the aesthetic of the movie like it's mm. just got this neon lights everywhere it's yeah. very retro yeah. it's just yeah it's got awesome music it's got awesome uh action and it's just again you, oh and did you know the guy playing santa claus did you ever see parker lewis can't lose yeah Oh, yeah. That's Kubiak. It's Kubiak. That's Kubiak walking around like Santa Claus. I want to say his name. I think I wrote it down. I can't remember his name. Um, Abraham Ben Ruby. 
He was also on ER for a while. Um, he's been on a couple other shows, but that's where he's mostly known from is Kubiak from Parker Lewis Camp. Sorry, Lewis. Cuddles. I know we ruined it all for you. Yeah, yo, you, you know what? That You know what? It's... It's all fodder. You, to be, you know, to be fair, the whole movie was spoiled in the trailer. I mean, it's yeah, right. you, know, you pretty much see everything in the trailer. But what you see, what you what see you is what you get. Yeah. Uh, crashes, y'all hear the Superman news? I think Jay Hill mentioned something earlier. Henry Cavill is officially out. I think uh, is that what it is, Crash? I think Jay Hill mentioned that Henry Cavill is officially out as Superman. Is he knocking on Netflix door? I made a bad choice. Oh, dude, he's going back to no, Netflix real I'm, quick. No, and actually, got, you know what? It's, pr- it's probably mutual. Netflix is like, hey, 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 hey. Yeah. You uh, you want to come back? Yeah. Can we not have Liam, the other... Liam's got COVID. He can't. He can't do it. Yeah. Liam's like, I don't have COVID. He's like, yeah, you do. Yeah. Nah. Can he's... anyone confirm that? Did Crash just pass out because Henry Cavill's gone? Is Jay Hill just Jay Hill's probably fucking uh, high. Crash? Fuck. Congratulations on your exams today. You know, as a family and a community, we're very proud of your hard work and dedication this semester. Good job. Oh, that's right. He did really good in school this year. Crash, I'm so proud of you. He's like the community's, like, uh, he's our fucking lad, dude. Yeah, he's our little lad. He's He's doing, he's living his best life. He is. And I'm proud of him. I'm proud of him. And he's posting a lot of just lewd photos. He's grown up so fast. He will not return. I will, after all, not be returning as Superman. Yeah, That's and, a quote. Uh, That's a the quote. The lady who does the Wonder Woman's uh, had a comment yesterday, um, but even James Gunn commented and said, you know, hey, you know, you were very professional about it, you know, whatever. So they are wiping the slate. Yeah, they're, they're going. Here's a quote right here. There we go. From James Gunn. Among those on the slate is Superman. In the initial stages, our story will be focusing on an earlier part of Superman's life, so the character will not be played by Henry Cavill. But they're looking at him for another character, much like how they're looking at um, Jason Momoa, because I, I, supposedly he's going to be done as Aquaman, but they're looking at him for another character. I can't remember who it is off the top Lobo, of my head. Lobo, probably. Lobo, there you go, yep. Which is exciting. That's one of my favorite DCs. Superman is still around. He continued, uh, my turn to wear the cape has passed, but what Superman stands for never will. It's been a fun ride with you all, onwards and upwards. That is from Henry Cavill. Himself. So does that? Let me. Let me okay, wait a second. Uh-oh, time uh-oh. Time out, time out, time out. Let's get him triggered. First of all, I'm more concerned about Peacemaker than I am anything. Yes, it's Peace. Uh, dude, I feel James Peacemaker is like James Gunn's baby, though. Like, I can't see. Like, part of the deal has to be like, look, I'll fucking blow this whole thing up, but this stays. Well, Blanco, to be fair, uh, Rock was tied to that role at one point, too, and they made a bit out of that in Black uh, Adam as well, too, so. FYI. Sounds like Black um, Adam is also out. I don't think we're That's the sequel. question. Like, was Black... So Black Adam, you know, everybody's getting excited about that. Now what happens? Is that, like... Who knows, like, how all this is going to fall. So, um, yeah, Momoa is great casting for Lobo. Was Lobo always DC? I thought Lobo came from, like, Valiant or something or uh, some other small comic book group. I didn't think he was originally DC. Has he always been DC or am I fucking nuts? Um, yeah, who knows? Ro- I mean, yeah, all this stuff with... All this shit. Yeah, it's just wild to see the DCU come across. Oh, is DC? Well, I'll be goddamn. For some reason, I thought it was something else. Um, No, uh, let, you know, it's... Let's be fair on this. Like, sorry that all these people... Like, I liked Cavill as Superman. I really liked the first Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, But the DCU has been a fucking train wreck, and they need to start from scratch and build. And, you know, I know there's been some people concerned. I don't know if you said it or who said it. Somebody had mentioned about how if James Gunn is going to be helping reset DCU, 
like is everything going to be like guardians and peacemaker i don't think anybody necessarily wants that so i hope they're the levity is fine mm-hmm. we lo- we like levity that's i don't think he would general. sign on if you had to force that same model right 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 i think the i think the good news is we're going to be in in for some awesome music still at the very oh, yeah. least you know oh, yeah. but um you know i'm open to it listen dc certainly isn't my favorite thing next to marvel outside of a few characters you know i just don't normally care um but, you know, somebody even made the comment the other day, maybe it was Cuddles about, yeah, it was Cuddles. He's like, you know, when you look at everything, he's like, you had this huge Joker movie come out, Joaquin, mm-hmm. had this great Batman film come out with uh, um, uh, 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 Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Jesus, I want to say Edward. Um, <laughs> well, I don't fucking know. But, uh, um, but they don't exist in the DCU. So, like, that's like Marvel putting out a Marvel comic book character but not being connected to the MCU when they own it. You know what I mean? Not like if Fox owned it and it was X-Men, but like why like why are they doing that shit? You know what I mean? Right. And I know DC is like a little bit different how they play stuff, but that makes sense to me. Like you kind of need that stuff like to kind of connect. I think it's much smarter. So crazy to hear that news. That's crazy. There it is. Breaking news. Superman is no longer going to be Henry Cavill. And there I we go. I like this. James Gunn also said that Superman's movie will not be an origin. He's been writing these movies for a while, and when asked about Ben Affleck, he said, met with Ben yesterday precisely because he wants to direct, and we want him to direct. We just have to find the right project. Yeah, I'm, I'm Affleck guy. So. I love Affleck movies, dude. I'd like to get him behind the camera. That'd He's be the bombing me. phantoms, yo. Yeah. That movie. Movie's trash. Uh, Brian says, uh, the real question, can Cavill go back to being Geralt? I don't know how that would work. I mean, I'm 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 assuming. Nef- I mean, it's Netflix. They can do whatever they want. I don't think Cavill's worried about money for one, two. Um, he takes his nerdum really seriously. I don't think he really actually wants. He wouldn't go crawling back to that fucking project. It, they've they've deviated too far from the books at this point. He's good on it, and that was part of his caveat for joining up. Yeah. So I think he's good. I'm pretty sure Cavill's got other things that he can handle and do. He's very relevant, and he'll he'll do just fine. So we're good. He's pretty pissed about The Witcher. That's, he's very that's, pissed about yeah, Witcher. He's so. not happy with the direction they took there. So He'll be fine. Get him in the MCU. Cavill as Bond, I do think that does open the door for him. I think Cavill as Bond, I think there's some fucking potential there. I really want Idris Elba, but I think Cavill could do a Bond. Man, I did. I was reading that, uh, that the producers are trying to go for a younger Bond. They want to be able to ride out the same actor for, like, I mean, that's what they two did. or Craig. three decades. Oh Jesus! You know, I mean, they they like they don't want to do like the three or four picture deal anymore. They want to like lock somebody up because it's usually like four or five years between movies. So you take three or uh, like five movies. That's twenty twenty five years, and he can't sit there and, and lock somebody up like Henry Cavill for like that long because he's not going to want to play fucking Bond when he's seventy. So, you know, it's just that that's that's difficult. The Bond situation is difficult because the producers want to have somebody. They will be the face for a long time. Maybe they just do what they did in the 90s and do James Bond Jr. the cartoon, but like live action. I'm good at that. I mean, yeah. yeah. Power! Absolute power defects. <laughs> Absolute power. Absolute he is power. tomorrow night going to have a stream finally. We're going to get... The capital ship is going to make a roundabout here to Earth. Oh, shit. We're finally going to get to see the captain... Come through. Which on direction Twitch. do I look at night to see the ship? It'll be a little twinkle in your in the star towards like the southeast, I believe, is oh, where Pluto man. is. Oh right man, that's where I'm gonna look. So, okay, yeah, right. we're really excited. So very, very excited. See him pass over the horizon. I'm just, yep. gonna, I'm just gonna, yep. give, I'm gonna give a big, strong salute. Yep, yep. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm waiting for that smashing pumpkins to hit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome. But yes, uh, if you got time, if you got Shutter, check out uh, Christmas Buddy Christmas. I think mm-hmm. you'll enjoy it. Have some buddies around. 
get a pepperoni pizza from uh from Little Caesar. That classic the fancy old pe- world. The fancy pepperoni one. Holy shit. It is pretty fucking sexy. All right, Tone. Time. We time. have so many. Not one. Not two. Not even three. Not three. We have four trailers, baby. Four fucking trailers. Four trailers. Yeah. To uh to watch today. One of them is a, a, a trailer that came out a week or two ago. Mm-hmm. We didn't get a chance to talk about it, but I do feel like there's a discussion to be had there, especially after the last movie. Yep. Uh, so we're going to check that one out. And then we had uh, three of them, dr- the other three, dropped between yesterday and today. Yep. So some hot, right-off-the-press trailers. Mm-hmm. Um, due to uh, an issue, a mix-up on my part, when we start the trailer, there might not be audio for a second. I will get it fixed immediately, though, so you can enjoy these trailers. Get the first, ready. let's check out the next and final Entry for the Harrison Ford led Indiana Jones movies. I miss the desert. I miss the sea. And I miss waking up every morning. Wondering what wonderful adventure the new day will bring to us. Those days have come and gone. Perhaps. Perhaps not. I don't believe in magic. But a few times in my life, I've seen things. Things I can't explain. I've come to believe it's not so much what you believe. It's how hard you believe I'm her godfather. Get back. (laughs) All right. Um, Now, look, we have not minced words on this show. Right now, the Indiana Jones movies are a trilogy. There's only three of them. Absolutely. Raiders. Temple, Crusade. There's some goofy ass fucking satire, you know, parody. Never heard of it. Starring uh, Shia LaBeouf as Mud. Just do it. Or whatever his name is. All right, Tom. Yeah. Uh, this trailer, right out the gate, it moved me. Okay. Because the opening narration is John Rhys Davies, mm-hmm. aka Sala. Sala. Who has been one of Indy's right hand guys mm-hmm. since the beginning. And so that was cool to see Sala and hear him like, okay, he's back. And then the trailer plays out. You got the iconic music. And we know John Williams is coming back for this. Last he thing is composing it. And this will be mm-hmm. the last movie he's doing. I am really digging this trailer. I really like this trailer a lot. Uh, somebody mentioned something about time travel. Yes, I do think this will be time travel based. I think there is something. We've seen him de-aged in a couple of scenes. Mm. And there's that one scene where it looks like he's in the Millennium Falcon. I don't know if you remember where it's twisting and there's a lot of light coming. It looks like he's traveling at a high rate of speed. 
I think this does have something to do with time travel. We see him de-aged. And it's called, I mean, the dial of destiny. I mean, dial, I mean, put okay. it all together. I'm telling you, there's something to do with time travel in this movie. And I'm okay with that. You know why I'm okay with that, dude? Because we're fighting fucking Nazis. We're not fighting Russians. We're not chasing aliens. We're going Robert Zemeckis back in time fighting fucking Nazis. And it looks like Mads Milkinson is one of the baddies. Mm-hmm. Awesome casting. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've got, obviously, Harrison Ford, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. I'm not familiar, but you said she's really good. Fleabag. Fleabag. Yep, and she did a voice in, uh, for a character in Han Solo. And, like, a lot of uh, uh, hype around her character, Mads Milkinson, Boyd Holbrook, John Rice davies and Antonio Banderas. There's a shot of so- uh, an older gentleman looking up slowly. That's Antonio Banderas, so he's in this movie. So solid casting. I'm, I'm, dude, as long as he's back fighting fucking Nazis, it looked like there was a fair amount of practical, real, real stunts going on. I think the one where he's riding down, the, riding the horse down the subway, it looks like okay, a little bit of CGI there because it just kind of stands out. But if we're back to practical effects, awesome stunts, and I'm not talking about fucking Shia LaBeouf swinging through a jungle with killer monkeys chasing him and shit, and then we don't get to see uh, Kate Blanchett with their cool fucking Lloyd Christmas haircut. So I mean. It's just like, look, I'm I'm glad we're back to fighting Nazis and we kind of get to a a redo from uh, that other movie, which I'm not going to name because it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. But Tone, overall, I mean, are you you're more of a Han Solo than an indie guy, right? Uh, well, first of all, I want to say that oh, um, sure. I'm, I, I'm, uh, um, I'm a little disappointed to see Chewbacca in the, this uh, trailer. <laughs> um, but no, I, I actually love Indiana Jones a lot as well, too. Um, believe this or not, I'm kind of more of an indie guy than I am Han Solo. Which in Star Wars world, like a lot of people, like a lot of people love Han Solo. I enjoy Han Solo, but he's far from my favorite character in that. In, in that. In oh, mythos. okay. So, okay. Um, I also grew up with Star Wars at the same time. My my granddad and my dad were huge Indianap- India Indianapolis Indiana Jones fans. So, um, no, I'm very integrated. So I'm okay, okay. I'm really excited. That's why I was so affecting. I saw Crystal Skull in the theaters. And I, oh, I almost walked out on that shit. I got home and sat on my front porch for like I, an hour. I almost walked out on that fucking movie. And I've only done it a few times where I've walked out of a movie. That one was this close. There's two or three of them that came this close to me walking out. This was one of them. I'm like, listen, and, and you're even talking about time for me, and that 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 kind of even bothers me a little. I'm going an open-minded because mm-hmm. it looks better. But, like, I hate how movies get to those third and fourth movies, and they start leaning into, like, maybe time travel. You know, I just don't like it. It just feels like it's it's like something they lean on like a crutch. So, no, I am I am definitely super excited about Indiana Jones. This 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 is this is hype for me. So it's gonna be a big Fourth of July weekend movie. Drops at the end of June, but that'll roll into the Fourth of July. It'll be hype. It'll be a lot of buzz built up for it. Obviously, at the latest Comic Con, uh, Harrison Ford. What? Or no, I'm sorry, D23. I think he was at. Yep. And he did an interview on stage talking about this movie. Now, look, man, like I said, we've t- we've seen Harrison Ford in interviews before when it comes to Star Wars, and it, he just he doesn't give a shit. It's because the fans ruin it. He does. Yeah. He yeah. He Hardly. doesn't give a shit. But this guy stood up in front of that D23 and got emotional talking about this movie. Mm-hmm. And I do think you're right. I, I honestly think he cares about this character mm-hmm. more than he does Han Solo. Yeah, and that's fine. Like I said, like I know it's weird as somebody like like yeah, I like Han Solo. I like Star Wars, but like he is far from a favorite character. Like. I care way more about him being Indiana Jones mm-hmm. than I do Han Solo. So, mm. how would you? Where would you rank? Here we go. Harrison Ford, top five roles. Oh my god! Not I'm, not in order, just top five in general. I am a super fan of um, God, 
Dr. Richard Kimball. Yeah. You're not a fugitive guy? I'm huge. Okay, that, okay, that's, good, the, good, 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 that's what I was trying good, to come up with. I was trying to I was come up with another name. Uh, huge fan of that movie. Actually, really like American Graffiti, and I know he, he, there's oh, a lot yeah, of people in that one. Yeah. I really like American Graffiti. I don't know, whatever reason. Um, the President. Uh, Air Force One. Yep, Air Force One's really good <laughs> as well, too. Um, I low-key like um, What Lies Beneath. I don't know if you ever saw that. It was directed by Robert yeah, Zemeckis, that, a very yeah. Alfred Hitch, ever, uh, Hitchcock that's a very, with Michelle Pfeiffer. That's a very he, underrated fucking movie. What Lies Beneath is fucking It's a really good time. fucking movie. It's really um, good. I, I think you're definitely a Raiders guy. I'm actually a Crusade guy, personally. I really do. I really love Crusade. Actually, I feel I, I would go. I'm, I am a Raiders guy just because it was the introduction to the character. Right. And I still feel like some of the stunts, the whole scene where he climbs underneath the truck. Wow. And like, some, like, like I said, man, fucking Raiders is just always going to be peak. But man, you better believe Crusade was Dude, right there. Sean Connery. Being I mean, it was it, awesome. And I mean, I didn't hate Temple of Doom like a lot of people did. I actually think I, no, some I, awesome scenes in Temple. I, I, I love I Temple. Love Tem- I don't have anything bad to say about. That I kind of question movie. sometimes when people get mad about Temple. I'm just like, you hate Temple while fucking Kingdoms of the Crystal Skull exists. I mean, I feel like after that came out, all of a sudden Temple's yeah. like a fucking pretty good movie, dude. I didn't have any issues with that. Oh, there you go. Jack Ryan. Is another Kalima. great role. I mean, Jack Ryan spreads across multiple actors. I mean, it started with Alec Baldwin in Hunt for Red October, and then Harrison Ford took over for Patriot Games and Clear and Present Danger, and then Ben Affleck was in Some of All Fears, and then Chris Pine was in, I think, uh, Jack Ryan, Shadow Agent or whatever yeah. it was, and then obviously John Krasinski has taken over for for the show Way of Jack Ryan. Of so we've seen a lot of Jack Ryans. I do – I liked Alec Baldwin in Humphrey Red October, but I feel like Harrison Ford did a really good job in Patriot Games and Clear Present Danger. I think when it comes to Star Wars, I think the, his bits or pieces in Force Awakens were really good mm-hmm. and had more of that shades of what I think of the, the, the Star Wars films. Empire's the best of his because he got to improvise a, a, an ad lib line as well too. Yeah, and there was a lot of like a lot of emotion going on in there as well too. But again, I just don't like. I get that character being important to that. And why that's beloved to people, but like for me, for would you my say money, it's I more important? He's more important to Indiana Jones because he is Indiana Jones. Where if he's just he's Han Solo, a cool character, but he's it's part yeah, of an ensemble. I absolutely, I, yeah. I don't know if anybody could pull off the swagger as Han Solo as well as uh, Harrison at peak, but I again, I gotta say this fucking Indiana Jones man. Like, I mean, <laughs> for fuck's sake, they got us. You can still go to Hollywood Studios at Disney, and they still do the, like the the Indiana Jones like live action fucking fucking stunt shit yeah, yeah, like that yeah. shit's fucking hype dude man so. he's yeah like i said he's he's made so many just fucking awesome i mean the guy was was like actually, basically, cowboys and indians isn't, isn't too terrible i don't actually, think, actually, dude, cowboys actually, and indians like i remember i, I, I cowboys it. and aliens when i went to the theater and saw that mm-hmm. it is is it's kind of a shallow movie in terms mm-hmm. of like the story itself but daniel craig they Olivia take it Wilde, fucking serious man uh harrison ford i mean good casting and it was kind of just goofy you know it was just a goofy flick I didn't hate it. I know I it wasn't it. considered one of his best work. In, in general, I don't think the movie was as big as a lot of people had hoped mm-hmm. with the people that were t- tied to it. Uh, but I didn't think it was a terrible movie. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Um, I'm trying to think. what I mean, God, the guy was just an icon in the 80s. I mean, he was like the Tom Cruise of the 80s. It was just mm-hmm. er, just billion-dollar movie, billion-dollar movie. I have actually never seen Ender's Game. It's pretty good. Is it pretty good? I have I actually like never it. seen it. I heard he has a pretty good role in that. The other movie I did like him in was 42. Uh, the movie about Jackie Robinson, where I think he's the commissioner of the league. Uh, that is a that really, movie. really, really good movie. Sabrina is a movie that a lot of people enjoy. Mm-hmm. It's more of a romantic uh, movie with um, I can't remember her name. Uh, it, it escapes me. But there's um, God, what is her name? Cherry. 
it's going to drive me nuts. But Sabrina is a movie that often people uh, overlook when it comes to Harrison Ford stuff. But, you know, for me, man, it's Indy, Han Solo, uh, Dr. Richard Kimball. That movie's so fucking good. Uh, I loved him as the president in Air Force One. And, you know, God, I, I would have to go with Jack Ryan, I think. I think yeah. I'm going to go with Jack Ryan. What Lies Beneath is really good, but he was really good as Jack Ryan, dude. 42 is great with Ch- yeah, Chadwick Boseman's in it with, with Harrison Ford. It's a, it's, I think that might have been Boseman's like first big breakout role, if I remember correctly. I think that was his first big breakout role. And he got a lot of praise for it, man. He was really good. He was really, really good in it. So, uh, Deckard, oh, yeah, Deckard. Blade, Runner. Blade Runner. Yeah, I'm a yeah. big fan. I don't know if he really likes Blade Runner as much as some of the rest. He I just love it. I, I fucking love Blade Runner. Yeah. That's. I knew there was something I was forgetting. I'm like, why am I? I'm sitting here thinking. I'm thinking. It's I'm thinking. Hard, I know I'm forgetting so something. Many fucking movies. That that would be the that would be the fifth one right there. I fucking love Blade Runner. Both of them. He I, might not. He might not like sci-fi, but he was definitely in Crystal Skull. So. <laughs> Dude, it was, that was more sci-fi than it was anything, man. Right. Six Days, se- thank you. That's another underrated gem. Him and Anne Hayes. Anne Hayes, yeah, that's six, a good movie, too. Six Days, yeah, Seven yeah, Nights. Yeah. That movie is actually, Hollywood Homicide, I can't, I can't, I can't go with you on that one, Blanco. I can't, can't jump off that bridge with you, man. Sorry. <laughs> that is just, Sorry, that buddy. is a fucking awful You're movie. You're getting those glizzies yourself. That, that's an awful movie. I don't know, Trick. I can't read. <laughs> Unfollow. Sorry, man. I can't, I can't, I can't die read. I can't read, Trick. <laughs> Hollywood homicide, Jesus. Him and uh, <laughs> Josh, uh, God, what's that goofball's name? Josh Hartnett. Hartnett, yeah. Fucking Where's he at? Awful, awful movie. Uh, <coughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, that movie seriously was terrible. You all right? Yeah, no, I'm not. Um, All right, so that was Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Comes out June 30th. Hype for that. Let's get the series. Get, let's, let's end the, the series on a high note. Let's give people the redo that we deserve. And uh, I'm excited for it, man. Even if it's time travel, he's fighting fucking Nazis. Yes. None of this Russian bullshit. <laughs> Wasn't he in Apocalypse Now? He was in Apocalypse Now. I think that was, uh, other than American Graffiti, I think that was like his other big movie at the end. Or at the yeah, beginning American of his career. Graffiti, I fucking love that movie. All right. Up next, we got another trailer, or the first big trailer for the sequel. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Let's check it out. Hope I didn't ice your game, man. No one my age says those words in that order. It's just hard to see my little man not being my little boy all the time. Yeah. Now for years I've been taking care of this little boy. Making sure he is loved. That he feels like he belongs wherever he wants to be. He wants to go out into the world and do great big things. Not bad, kid. And what I worry about most... I love you, Miles. ...is they won't look out for you like us. Miles! Want to get out of here? Wherever you go from here, you have to promise to take care of that little boy for me. Make sure he never forgets where he came from. And he never doubts that he is loved. 
and he never lets anyone tell him that he doesn't belong there. You gotta promise, Miles. I promise. We are supposed to be the good guys. We are. Fuck. <laughs> What's up, Danger? Might have to go see that in IMAX, too. Oh, yeah, dude. Um, oh, shit. A lot of the guys in the chat, I agree with 100%. The first one was just incredible. And I mean, I it was fucking incredible. Came out of nowhere and blew all of us out of the water. And I mean, look, man, like, I know anytime we see Sony pictures attached to any project, it's it's like a uh, bated breath. You're like, oh, oh, God. Yeah. They won't. Uh, this dude. is the one. This is the one thing that they have right now that i just don't think they can fuck up i don't think they will fuck this up it's just dude, it is it, it's just it's easy to milk this and, and still make it engaging and awesome and i find that these studios that fuck up live action their animation not have that park. problem man dc's the same way yeah it's just uh this looked fucking sweet i am really excited for this i love the first one i think the first one's great the whole what's up danger is seriously one of the best sequences ever in a movie like i remember mm -hmm. watching that and just goosebumps because it was just so well right, done and it was so well presented i was just like this shit is fucking hype yeah crash and i i think yeah hispanic spider-man um yep. you know gender bending of a couple characters i think or at least one i know with the uh, dr octavius in this yep um i'm a huge fan of the miles i think i love peter parker spider-man always will it's what i grew up with it's what i've known for so many so many decades but uh, you know, I've I've heard that story. I've seen that story in comics and wherever it is. So many iterations of the same thing over and over. To have a Spider-Man out there with a different background, yep. different story to tell, it's so fucking great to have. I like the the PlayStation Five game that came out. Mm -hmm. I love both of them. I but, love but, Miles but and getting your hands on playing like Miles and his different powers and abilities, different struggles because you know young Peter and young Miles have different things as young yes. kids that they got to deal with and yep. different things and you know Miles's uncle is like ends up being one of yeah. his villains, like, yeah. you know what I mean? So super super excited! I'm so glad that they're 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 really embracing Miles and let's fingers crossed that someday let's hopefully we're gonna get a good Miles Morales live action that's are we gonna get Spider-Man Noir in this is he, uh, we're we gonna got, get Nick we, Nick Cage has we, to be back right we have to see the great one he's gotta be in it <laughs> we saw Spider-Man 2099 which is exciting yes. it's one of my favorites yes you alright Miles was never I'm just burping Miles was never <laughs> Toby so you oh come on <laughs> Spider-Noir was my favorite yeah, he was yeah. so cool man he had that, that Nick Cage that draw when yep, he talked yep, and yep, no. it was just the, and then that's the other thing you go back to the first one and you see it in this trailer like the animation is just so it's fucking, fucking amazing. gnarly man it's got that it's got that comic book aesthetic but then the animation when they're moving around it's just mm -hmm. it's just so cool that's the thing that it's just, that's the best way to describe it it is just so cool Crash it's PS4 Spider-Man's in the trailer I didn't see that. That's I do remember. I didn't dope. see him in it in the trailer, but I did see a photo of it. Somebody posted Love on Twitter. that outfit that that kid like that that Sony outfit with the white spider and everything. A huge fan of that outfit. Yeah, it's uh, th this trailer was hype, dude. And this comes out on June second. Summer's already looking good, dude. Yeah, you got this. We got indie. So a nice the month of June is shaping out to look really mm -hmm. good. We're starting with Spider Man, ending with indie. So and whatever the fuck else comes out uh, between now and then. So. Uh, this was dope. This was a sweet trailer. Uh, I'm really excited to see this.
Um, and again, it's just I just love that animation. It just looks so cool. It's okay. so cool. All right, now this next trailer, Tone uh, uh, Jay Hill sent this Once to me Once again, and then Tone dropped it in because of in Jay Hill Signal Champ be, uh, to, uh, to Prime and I, and you guys were talking about it before I could watch it yet, mm-hmm. and you're like, dude, this is so up my alley. And I remember I I just said I looked at the thumbnail and I was like, <laughs> yeah, dude, I I don't even know what this is. But uh, I'm on board with the thumbnail. Way I'm sold. I'm sold. This is like a children's fantasy of a certain storyline in, in the history of the world. And it just turns it on its ear and just like, try it from this angle. Yep. Yeah, let's go. Let's check out the trailer for 65. There's something alien out there. Location unknown. Charter 373. Commander Mills, my ship was hit by an undocumented asteroid. Transporting 35 passengers on a long-range exploratory mission. Send help. crash-landed on an uncharted celestial body. I don't know where we are. I've located one survivor. A child. The atmosphere is breathable. something alien out there. Uh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, can I buy my ticket on yes. right now, please? I'm ready for you. Jesus Christ. This looks incredible. Like, this is like, now I know there was, you know, and I, I think we were talking about in the chat, and I know mm-hmm. it was talked about in the Discord, and yes. I want to have this conversation. Yes. Like, what does everyone think the premise is here? My take is, based on that trailer, there's a scene what we were talking about where he shows up, and he's like, well, yes. I'm on this planet. There's alien life here. Yes. Clearly, these are dinosaurs. Correct. So, this is my take. He is from another civilization from across the galaxy. Mm-hmm. He shows up on Earth. They, mm-hmm. They're far more advanced. They've been around a lot longer than we have. Yes. 
and their planet's probably going to shit. And they're like, hey, look, we got to move somewhere else. So you go to this place. It's Earth. Way the fuck over here. He shows up at the time of the dinosaurs. Yes. He brings in all this technology, mm-hmm. and he's battling dinosaurs. Because at the end, of, towards the end of the trailer, you see him with the girl walking through, and you see all the meteors shower by him. That's probably the ending when the meteor hits the Earth, wipes everybody out. Fucking incredible concept. I mean, I'm. That's amazing. I've literally had an erection since I saw this earlier. <laughs> and it actually hurts. And if anybody knows how to take care of that medically, please DM me after the show. <laughs> Nothing else has worked. I even got a rolling pin that you do dough with and beat it. And it won't. But Jesus. Th- please don't clip that, anybody. Uh, <laughs> Cuddles has got you, though. I knew Cuddles would come through in the clutch. Uh, dude, this trailer is magnificent. Absolutely. I- Adam Driver. Big su- fan. Yep, yep. He's got he's weird that he's got the range he does yep. with his like kind of demeanor. He's got that dry sense of humor. There's just yeah, like when he does funny, like it's really funny. Like because it's I, so awkward. Like it, he's just yeah, so awkward something with that dry about humor. Him, man. And I yeah, I don't I don't know. I just I fucking love that guy. So I think this guy is incredibly talented. Um obviously we have uh this is directed by um Got a couple of interesting names uh, here. Uh, Scott Beck, who did a Quiet Place, so he knows how to build tension. Which, as I know, real popular. Uh, I think uh, he got took some insight from uh, Dennis Nedry as well. Go on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't say the magic word, <laughs> but it's also produced by Sam Raimi. Yeah, man. So we're gonna have that Sam Raimi vibe to it. It's directed by Scott Beck, so we're gonna have some tension. Dude, this. You tell me, Adam Driver is working with Scott Beck and Sam Raimi. I don't. You don't even have to show me a thumbnail, right? right. I'm and probably, he's fighting dinosaurs. Yep. Even if it's not a great movie or even a good movie, I'm sure I'm gonna see a lot worse movies that have been that could potentially make up for still seeing this and enjoying. Cuddle it. says he's making up for Doctor Strange making this movie. The bit is getting so old. <laughs> Keep just, it going, Cuddles. He ha- he has like two weeks, and we're in 2023. So then he's got to. He's got to wipe it. Yeah, he's got to move on from it. Okay, okay. I right, think it's right. a year thing. I hope. A couple I'm more weeks, and you yeah. have to just eat it, and that's so okay. Remember, this year in January, we got Peacemaker. Yeah, we do. We have Peacemaker. We have fucking Last of Us. We did no. I'm saying we're not getting Peacemaker. I'm saying oh, this year right. we got yeah. Peacemaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. a good reset. Nah, well, we got Last of Us. Yeah, I got Last of Us. Oh. January's not too bad, man. Ah. January's not too bad. But um, no, really hyped to get uh, check this out. Let us know your thoughts in the comments. We want to hear what you think of 65 and the premise itself. Mm. Do you think he time-traveled here? or Because I don't think he's time-traveling because he simply says, there's alien life here. Right. And if he's time-traveling and knows about the dinosaurs, he won't be like, there's alien life. He'll be like, oh, there's fucking T-Rexes and raptors. I picked the wrong fucking time to be here. Yep. So I meant to go to 1985, not right, uh, right. 65 million years Going ago. Went back in time. <laughs> All right. So now this final trailer. I have not watched it yet. I don't think you have either. Happy birthday, Dresden. What? Is it really Dresden's birthday? Yeah. Well, happy birthday, loser. All right. Go on. No, actually, I'm going to say bad birthday. Have a bad birthday. Not happy. Have a sad birthday. No. Fuck you, Dungeons. I'm not wishing you happy birthday. I always fall for the bits, and it drives me nuts. Uh-huh. But, Tom, we have our trailer uh-huh. for the next entry yeah. in the Scream movies. Yeah, which I was surprised I enjoyed the last movie. I so. liked the last one. I liked yeah. what they tried to do. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we dropped the trailer for Scream 6. Let's check it out.
size. smart yeah so dropping on the same day as 65 is scream six so we're gonna have to go see double double uh, double uh double header okay so gun to head that. if you could only see one that first day what do you see oh gun to your head if you had to see 65 or scream or scream six day one uh i'm gonna go see 65 same thing. i i love scream movies but i've seen scream movies i know mm. there's always a twist but it's always the same movie I want to see Adam Driver fighting fucking dinosaurs. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, and Cherry, I'm surprised, Cherry, because you just said a minute ago you would bang Adam Driver on a whim. Like, it would just be instantaneous. You're going to choose Scream 6 over your love boy? Explain yourself. Any spare change. I think you're contradicting yourself. I think you need to think this over before you write Scream down. Well, she doesn't really ghost face do all that. the way. Sometimes before she says she stuff. wants ghost face instead of O face. She'll with die Adam on Driver. Those hills. Okay. Okay. okay, there it is. There it is. Okay, it's fine. She okay. wants ghost face over O face. Thanks I'm gonna go get the O face with Adam Driver because I'm gonna be like, oh shit, dinosaurs. Yeah, Adam Driver shooting shit. Uh, I'm hyped, dude. Dino oh, sore. <laughs> You're welcome. Buzz Killington. Uh, Thank you. Uh, no, I'm. I mean, this is it's fucking more screen. And I'm cool with the direction that they've taken the franchise. Yeah. I like the last one. If they're going to continue in that direction going forward, I'm cool with that. This is starring Melissa Barea, uh, Jenna Ortega, Courtney Cox will be returning. We do know that um, Cox. Uh, who's old, the main girl? Jesus Christ, I'm so Neb old. Neb Campbell. Neb Campbell will not be returning for no. this. Sounds like she might have been uh, not offered enough, so she said, "Fuck it, I'm going to go spend time with my family." That's what else what she got on her fucking docket? Well, I mean, look, man, she is. She's not Campbell. She is. Uh, she is Sydney. She is Sydney Prescott. Okay. So I mean, if she wants money, fucking pay the woman money. Sydney Prescott. She she's part of the reason this the series exists. And then we also know uh, Hayden is at Penitary. Yeah. She will be returning. She was in Scream Four, and so she will be returning. Interesting for Scream Six. So they're bringing back another legacy character. Now my understanding is I thought she died in Four, but I guess uh, they said that she didn't die. You know, well, it's, you know, maybe, maybe was it off screen? Who knows? If you didn't see a body, slasher film. If you didn't see a body tone, probably not dead. Remember that? Remember that? Remember that bit in Spiral? Oh, man. Wow. Didn't see that cop get killed, and he ends up being the bad guy. Awesome movie. A really great movie. That was fucking sweet, man. You loved it. You it loved was it. All right. Oh, uh, no, but I, I'm, I'm cool, man. I'm, I'm hyped. With, I'm cool with more scream. Uh, I think it's cool, but on March 10th, I'm watching Adam Driver fucking fight dinosaurs, dude. It's really that simple. It's really that simple. Dino DNA. Dino DNA. All right, Tom, moving on to the next topic. Yes. We have two more topics. This next one, the Game Awards. Finally happened. They dropped again. Your boy Jeff Keighley ran out there and said, hey, look, it's going to be a two and a half hour show. We worked it out. Three and a half hours later, the show ends. Nice try, Jeff. You almost made it. I thought this year was at least entertaining most of the time, though. It was really, really, really entertaining. I thought it was the pacing of it was good. It did run a little mm -hmm. bit long. Thankful to uh, oh, uh, uh, 
Houston, we got a problem here. We're we're in uh, the uh, we're in the void. Uh, we're gonna need some duct tape. Oh from God! The cooling oh, oh, I'm in the void. Unit, Tone, I'm, get your hand off my lap. Get your hand out of my lap. Need to uh, get your hand out of my lap. Why is this? Oh, oh there, there we go. What a fucking weirdo. Uh, we won't be talking about that tonight, uh, Crash. We'll try to get to that uh, at the uh, beginning of next year. Something we'll discuss there. Yeah, because we're behind. <laughs> we are way behind. But uh, the Game Awards, obviously this guy stole the show because of his – he wanted to nominate Rabbi Bill Clinton or something along those lines. It was an incredible – but it was also a very uh, dangerous stunt. Um, and, and it is kind of a blemish on the whole thing because I do feel like it was a good show. I felt yeah. like the pacing of it was good. They got through uh, a lot of um, uh, awards in a, in, a good, in a good set amount of time. Uh, lots of great fucking uh, uh, reveals. Uh, the Epic Flute guy stole the show. Epic Flute guy was really into it. He was really into it. Uh, he did great. But this dude just showed up after the the From Software guys had just won best game with Elden Ring. They all walk up there to give their speech. And this fucking dude in the back row just walks up the aisle, sneaks in behind him, and goes up on stage. And I'm not joking, dude. As I'm watching it, I, I'm 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 talking in the in in the Discord community as people are watching it, and I'm like, and everyone's like, "Who's the kid in the back?" And I go, "I don't know, but he looks sus as fuck." Cause he was he was standing there and he's looking like this way and this way, like he's looking around. I was like, "He looks fucking sus. He's not even a part of the crew. No, he's just some Infowars kid that walked up there and just started talking shit on stage. And like you can see security rush up afterwards, even after he said his thing, and they were like, "Good night, everybody." Crowd was like, "Oh." Okay, R- Rabbi Bill Clinton. Now, look, it's a good thing that this was just more or less just some goofy stunt by some kid. But I understand the other side of things. This could have been a disastrous situation. Had this been something far more nefarious, mm-hmm. this would have been really, really bad. Correct. But it's a learning experience. And like I said, I think Jeff Keeley is – he wants to make this – Right up there with the Oscars, but for the gaming industry. And I love – I know we all have different opinions on Jeff Keighley. I respect it. you can't it. question the man's I respect, desire yep, I, to I, make gaming right up and give it the, the attention it deserves. Yeah, he's shitty when you meet him. He's shitty like that. He thinks he's sometimes funnier than he really is. But um, his commitment to this industry, taking it from Spike TV and making it like a fucking knob job joke fest, mm-hmm. try and take it serious. Like, listen – you 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 have to have some failures to grow and be yeah. better of yourself. This is the, the game awards been going on for what with Spike and everything probably ten years we'll a, while, say. a while yeah whatever it is right. But like you're equating that versus like Oscars and Emmys and Academy whatever they all are for hundreds of fucking years. Yeah. So you're, you you got to crawl before you walk. Yep. So you're gonna get there. And and because games are constantly growing as a medium and we're all getting older and we're I keep telling everybody. When you put me in the fucking furnace to burn my ass up, better have a controller. Yeah, yeah it's gonna yeah. be in my hand regardless. Yeah, like you have to pry it out. You know, so I, I'm telling you, like at some point these are going to be what he envisions them, and it's because of his dedication to it we're gonna get there. Now, I will say one moment, and and I know it's not in the list here, but um, I'm a huge Muppets fan. <laughs> Animals, the out animal there. bit was not only incredible, but I and I mentioned this. I felt like Jeff Keeley was actually 110 percent fully enjoying that entire moment he had <laughs> with animal the fucking muppet because it's fucking animal so he should be so that if anything showed that there's a little bit of life in him so that, i thought that was pretty dope but uh 
I thought it was a great rewards show overall, for sure. Yeah, I thought it was good. Like I said, I, I really liked the way they handed out the, the awards. Some of them they had to kind of go by quickly, some of the smaller awards. And, like, look, man, I would love to see everyone get their moment in the sun and, and, and the recognition like everyone else, but you just can't have that and still keep it to two right. and a half hours. I mean, you just – you can't. It's really difficult to do that. And everyone's like, well, he's got to show more time. He can't fucking do it. It's really – especially if you got Christopher Judge out there after he wins best performance as Kratos giving, like, a 10-minute fucking speech. Like, they didn't play him off, but after that, man, they were quick to hit the playoff music for everybody else because, like, look, man, we got to speed this up because Judge used about two minutes of your time with his speech. Like, his speech was cool, but, man, that thing was – long that thing ran really long but overall man i do feel like it was a good show i think keely still has the show going in the right direction mm-hmm. uh, i love the orchestra that's there they're all yeah. playing the different tracks from all the great game of the, the game of the year nominees that was fucking cool when they got to the game award uh, uh the game of the year they went through each nominee and had their awesome. music it was really really cool the only weird president presenter that uh i was just i didn't have an issue with it but it just seemed about it was al pacino at the beginning for best performance yeah, they had Al come out and like Al's just like he's like I don't know shit about games, but my fucking grandkids grandkids play them and uh, they they like it. And I was just like, okay, I mean I'm glad Al's here and I I love Al as much as the next guy, but you know when Chris Judge is giving a 10 minute speech, poor Al looked like he was gonna fucking die behind. It. I was just like, you gotta wrap it up, man. Fucking <laughs> Al's not gonna make it. He has to stand for another five minutes. <laughs> But other than that, all the other presenters were cool. Yosef Ferris did Game of the Year, which is awesome because Yosef Ferris is just unpredictable and just fucking yeah. high-energy guy. So, I mean, I feel like they just they nailed a lot with that. Now, obviously, the other big part of the Game Awards, outside of, like, Game of the Year and all the other uh, categories, it's the reveals. And Jeff Keighley did a pretty good job at keeping a lot of these le- from leaking. There was a couple that came out prior to the show, a, a couple days before the show, but for the most part, he did a pretty good job at keeping things under wraps mm-hmm. where he didn't, you know, he didn't have to be like, oh, well, somebody found out about this. Like, there were some legitimate surprises in there. Yeah. And, like, look, we, you and I picked a couple of games each. Now, look, we could talk about Diablo 4 all day. You know, we could talk of. I know you want to talk about Dead Island 2 all day because you think that game looked incredible. Oh, God. It, it was, I just not, it just Who doesn't, cares? it doesn't do anything. After playing Dying Light 2, I'm just like, I don't want to do anything with Dead Light 2. Yeah, man. no, no one cares. I just, I can't get into it. But there were some games in there, maybe some smaller games or some unexpected games that were announced where you and I were just like, damn, that looks fucking dope. Yeah. I mean, there was some really good stuff. And, though, Tone, obviously this one is kind of a bigger title, but it's something that's always, you know, after you played the first game, is a game that made you think, and it's a game that you really enjoyed playing. It was a world mm-hmm. you loved exploring, mm-hmm. even though it was, you know, it was divisive with what people thought of it, you know, in terms of the gameplay yeah. and the premise of it. But uh, the first title that we want to talk a little bit about is uh, obviously Jeff Keighley has a show. Kojima has to be a part of it somehow. Correct. And Kojima came out on stage and they, he said, "Yo, look, run this trailer. I edited it myself." Kojima was very proud with his editing. When he edits a trailer, he's hyped. And this is the trailer we got. For Death Stranding mm-hmm. 2 coming to PlayStation 5. We didn't we didn't get like I don't even think we got a year. This thing yeah. is just in development, so mm-hmm. I'm assuming this is a ways off still. But yeah. Tone, your thoughts on the trailer and how what this means for the Death Stranding franchise. I have n- not an inclination of how they're gonna go <laughs> with it. I've got maybe one small one, but I mean, you know, it's a very niche storytelling. I listen Kojima. This is a very, very Eastern style told sci-fi. And why Kojima is really excited about the editing because he's a cinema, he's a huge cinema fan, huge he's a cinemaphile. So like this is a big deal for him as well too. So 
you know, I, you know, I'm always in with Kojima. I can't speak to everybody enjoying this game. It's definitely a lot different. There's, it's more meant for a lot of existential things. I think more than anything, mm-hmm. uh, especially during COVID and certain things right. as well too. It's meant to be more of a thinker. Um, but you know, I know for a lot of people, it definitely is tedious in some ways. I didn't mind any of it, honestly, but, um, what hey, about the game st- stood out to you? I mean, I mean, obviously everyone's going to have an opinion on the game, but I mean, something about this game had to resonate with you where you were just like, this is just, I, I, I'm it, into it. I'm it into was, it. yeah, it was the way, like, again, it was just how everything that you were doing in that game and the little things that you were doing were meant to be like, think now, think bigger, think outside of this game. But also just the fact that it was like weird ass fucking sci-fi storytelling. And like if you're a fan of anime, like, you know, that sometimes like you'll be literally watching a character who's watering a flower and all of a sudden something might grow off of it. Mm -hmm. And it might be robotic in nature and be like, well, why is that happening? Oh, there was weird metal in the water from this fucking plant down the river where I got the water. You know what I mean? Like it just links shit together that sometimes like might be crazy sense or maybe it doesn't even link like that. That's the way the story sometimes was kind of told. The the sci-fi nature of it and where they were going from it Mm -hmm. was, it's a little bit crazy to wrap your mind around, but at the end of the day, it was, the the game was meant to be bigger and about social connections and how we connect as people. Isn't there a lot of things like in the game that you can see that might've been created by somebody else? Like, don't the games all connect in certain ways? Like like my play like like a community type of thing. So yeah, the 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 stranding concept and which is it, it's he says it's a new concept and I see what he wants to do with it. I just think again it's like the, that crawl before walk thing. Mm-hmm. No pun intended with that stranding and the babies, but you know like, <laughs> uh, look he wants this grand. Look at this crazy ass sci fi shit. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like that's that you you just He's gotta got you gotta keep an open mind. yeah you gotta keep an open mind of it, especially if it's Eastern style storytelling, like. There, there is, man. I don't know. Like this is, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a rabbit hole to go down. When I think, when it comes to this, but yes, the stranding is certainly about the online connectivity and the things you can do to, you know, uh, social interactions. It's yeah. really meant to be like this, almost like shades of like how we survive and live on our phones and and technology. Okay. And really, well, that's what it's. When you start getting to like the brass tacks, but that's what it's about. Um, I just wish the only thing about the stranding is that if you've got friends in your playlist or your game, your, your list or whatever on your PlayStation or whatever, that um, they could interact with your maps instead of just randos. That's the only thing I wish. Like you could have. Oh, people, I see what you're saying. You want your? I want to strand with my friends as well too, instead of being like random and things mm-hmm. of that nature as well. So sure. That's my only thing about it. So that's fucking cool too. But so here's my question, man. Yeah. Obviously, I haven't played through Death Stranding. I think I got right. to um. I put some time into it, but I, I never saw the, the conclusion. Is it surprising to see Sam in this trailer, or is it expected? Because obviously he looks much older, so I don't know what his fate was in the first one. Or I mean, is it just kind of because I see people say, "Oh, Sam's in this." Like, there's, yeah, there's it's a little, ch- it's a little surprising, a little jarring, a little bit. But at the same time, like we're talking literally about Kojima. Yeah, we're talking about Death Stranding. Things so don't make sense at first with this. It stuff. doesn't have to. <laughs> it does, it, like again, like certain anime like you watch that and you're like that doesn't make sense but it kind of is what it is like why is it that why is it this you know so we're here we are i I, you know of course i'm i'm in you're in he he's in that's all that matters i I actually did uh uh i forgot they had a director's come out a director's talk about that they added a lot of quality of life changes to Mm -hmm. it that made things not so much easier but streamlined things a little bit more 
Uh, so I downloaded it, and that is one of the games I'm going to try to get into in yeah. early 2023 while uh, I'm, I'm playing stuff mm-hmm. and, and trying to get caught up on games that I missed. So um, definitely curious to play through that, and then hopefully whenever this comes out, I mean, what do you think? You think 2024? I just I feel like this is a ways out. So 2024, think... maybe 2025. 2024 oh, at the oh, earliest. Yeah, man, okay. Sure. Holy shit. Yeah. All right. No, great trailer as always, uh, and I love Kojima's his, his vision and the way he is uh, the aesthetic of his of his of his games, man. It's just it's just like you said, it's existential, and you really don't know how to interpret anything until you play the game. A lot of this stuff, this trailer probably doesn't make sense of to anybody, mm-hmm. but once you play the game, you're like, oh, maybe, uh, maybe, or maybe it's just meant to fuck with you, mm-hmm. you know. And it's just that's that's the beauty of Kojima's stuff, man. It so. Is. Uh, I, I'm definitely curious to check this out. I got to play the first one, though, to really build up my anticipation for mm-hmm. it. Uh, the next game we want to take a look at, uh, this is called Viewfinder. Now, Tone, I showed you this before, and you were just like, what the fuck? Yeah, I missed this early on in the trailer. This, this is, is a first-person puzzle adventure where you kind of reshape reality using paintings, photos, sketches, and then as you bend through the world, it like these paint, all these things will help you advance through the puzzle. Mm-hmm. I fucking love puzzle games. I love these open world puzzle games where you have to solve things by different angles or by mo- you know you know typical puzzle stuff. Sometimes it's not typical puzzle stuff. Come if it's a little bit more outside the box type thinking. And I fucking love that stuff. This comes from Sad Owl Studios. It'll be coming out in 2023. Uh, the key to this is exploration is learning. Uh, explore multiple hub worlds that are all cohesive and encompass similar but complex differences. Uh, the narrative is player-driven, but it's just, again, it's just how you solve these puzzles. Like, like I love some of these shots here, man, where they take these pictures and they lay it against the backdrop, and it's just like, it's wild how it changes the layout of the land in front of you mm-hmm. as you make your way through the game. Mm-hmm. That shit, to me, is fucking awesome, and I am really, really excited. I think this game looks really cool. I'll be definitely checking this out. Yeah, very uh, cool. Tone, another game that... I think a lot of people were surprised. Everybody shit. Everyone freaked the fuck (laughs) out when they saw this game. Because, like, obviously From Software was there, and they were celebrating Elden Ring. And then they were like, hey, we're also working on something else. And when this trailer came out, a lot of people were like, is this? this What is this? Is this, like, sci-fi Elden Ring? Are they doing doing a sci-fi Elden Ring? No. Uh, no, they're going to they're their going fucking back to roots. the well. They're going back to the well. They're going back to the roots. They're going back to the roots. Now, dude, this tri- uh, so obviously it's published by Bandai Namco, mm-hmm. which usually gets a lot of us excited. Uh, I, know, I know you're a Bandai Namco guy, but dude, Armored Core Six. When the last? When was the fucking last time we got an Armored Core game? I think there was on the 360 PS3 area. Was uh, Armored Core was last time? I want to say. Wow. So it's been a hot minute. Yeah, and now from software is fucking Hollywood as fuck. Yes. Now it's time to go back to the roots. So. This will be big budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did mention, uh, From Software did an interview. They said this will retain the mission-based approach of its predecessors. So a lot of it's going to be similar to if you've, if you've played Armored Core games, you'll have an idea of how to approach yeah. this. But, the, but like every From Software game, the boss battles of this game are the highlight. That's the highlight of this mm-hmm. game. It's going to have all the Armored Core aesthetic and the things that you love. Uh, when does EA buy from so never they'll never buy from software so from from software has so many other people invested in them Sony I think either NetEase or one of those like um God, what who's the one over in China the huge Tencent Zingo? I think Tencent oh. might have a fucking uh, the, the, EA is never gonna be able to fucking buy from software there's just too many like 10 with Tencent involved you're gonna have to pay more than you would ever pay for a fucking public mm-hmm. or for a developer. 
They're just way too much into it. Uh, the game was released in Japan on January 20, 26, 2012 for both PlayStation 3 and Xbox yes. 360. Uh, it was released by Bandai Namco, March 20, North America, March 22, and Australia, and so on. So, uh, dude, yeah, this trailer looks dope. Now, I am actually not too familiar with the Armored Core games. Is this just like a mech game, or is, is there more to it? Like, what am I... Is this, is this is this what what I see is what I get? Yeah, so like uh, I started out years ago with the uh, um Mech Warrior like on PS or PC or shit like that as well too. But yeah, that essentially that that's what you're 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 running this thing like kind of like you know, well Ace Combat also published by Bandai Namco. Sure, yeah. Um similar like that, you're running you're doing missions, you're upgrading, you're making money, you know, making money upgrading your mechs and running these missions. So Oh yeah. I mean, dude, the the crowd and social media in general went fucking ballistic. Uh, when this trailer launched, because yeah. once everyone started picking, up, I don't know if you saw Ren Fox's reaction to it. He actually ran a video of oh, his reaction to it, and it was hilarious, man. Like, like you could, he was like a kid watches. He was like, "Holy shit, is this Armored Core?" Like, people were going nuts, and so mm-hmm. there's a lot of hype behind this, and it's next year. Not only are they still constantly pumping new stuff in Elden Ring, they're like treating almost I... treating Elden Ring like a live service game. They just add like this battle PvP arena Jesus to Christ. Elden Ring, Smart. and like they said, there is more content coming to Elden Ring, and there's now they're also shipping an Armor Core next year. And they definitely don't discount Elden Ring for purchase at any of these sales. By oh the way. no, Elden Ring will be like it's still will be Breath selling. of the Wild for a yeah, long yeah, you're time. Yeah, damn right. That yeah, thing well. is going to be full price, and uh, you know, and and that's the thing. Like I've played Elden Ring a little bit. And I know when I look at the map, even now when I look at the map, I'm like, oh, man, there's a lot here. I know I haven't seen shit. No. Like, I know this is a massive, massive game. And for them to continue to support that going forward and still have enough people to work on Armored Core from software is a fucking huge yeah. developer I'm now. fucking excited. Very fucking excited. Now, this next trailer, I didn't even know. I thought it was a bit. Honestly, we I, all did. I thought it was a fucking bit. Yep. Cause they ran, they brought Michael Madsen out on stage. I <laughs> classic. And I was just like, dude, what is what is this? And like he's talking about, yeah, we got this game coming out. And I'm just like, what? Five hundred five's publishing it, and I'm like, this is a bit. This this can't be a real thing. And uh, dude, it's just got off a bender. It's mode. a real thing, dude. This is Crime Boss Rock A City coming out next year. And dude, this stars everybody from Chuck Norris. Michael Rooker, Michael Madsen, Danny Trejo, Kim Basinger, and fucking even Vanilla Ice. Yeah, man. Vanilla Ice is in this game. Yep. This is a co-op first-person shooter that it features like uh, roguelike elements throughout the campaign. And it's basically about Sheriff Norris, who is played by oh, Chuck Norris, is attempting to stop players along with gang overlords. Like Vanilla Ice and Kyle. Glove. Danny Glover's in it. I mean, dude, this is nuts. Yeah, it's fucking wild. Roguelike, which is interesting. And that I, is very interesting. I told you it looks like GTA Vice City first person, but co-op. Like, <laughs> okay. I got, uh, like, I thought it was just, I, I don't even know, dude. Like, this is just such an absurd, Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 an om- it's an absurd homage to the 80s. For all intents and purposes, I just I'm I'm playing this. I'm definitely playing. I this. am playing this game when it comes out in 2023. The trailer is bonkers, and it's just like, man, you have all... now. That's the thing, man. Like, I hope it's got a good story, a fun story. You've got you, clearly they paid a shit ton of fucking money for yeah. everybody that's involved from a, from a, from an acting perspective. I hope the story is somewhat engaging, and I hope the missions are fun to play. Like, it's got to have the gameplay. You can have all these people in it to make it even more absurd and over the top, 
but I have to have fun playing the fucking game. It looks fun. And it looks pretty fun. I mean, it, dude, it almost looks like it plays like Payday, where it's just, like I said, just completely fucking absurd. And, dude, like Danny Glover as gloves. <laughs> That's his name? Danny Glover as gloves. Incredible. Absolutely <laughs> incredible. So if you guys and girls get a chance, please check out this trailer on YouTube. Look it up. Uh, uh, Crime Boss Rocky City. It comes out on March 23rd. I'll be, I'll be playing this. This will probably be a single player. Well, it's a co-op shooter, so it's something we can play multiplayer and streaming on Friday nights. Yep. So, hype for this. Now, Tone, the last game that stood out to us, and this is a, we're, we're both going to tackle this one. I know mm. you're a huge fan mm. of Airship Syndicate. Goddamn right I am. And they're working in collaboration with Digital Extremes and PlayStation. And, dude, this is a fucking three-player co-op fantasy live service game. Hmm. And dude, I'm ready. Look at the it's it's, it's Mad Joe's art style it, it, from Mad Darksiders, Joe, it, from Battle Chasers, Battle Chasers, and I think he did that uh, arcane. Um, he did the arcane game the, the as well too, whatever yeah, that yeah, was from the the king. Yeah, the the yeah. You're gonna be grinding for gear. You're gonna be grinding for materials and resources. The combat looks fucking fun. The art style looks amazing. Now this is uh, slated to release later next fall. It's a late 2023 release. But um, it's it's gonna have several betas. You could yeah. you and you can still sign up for them at their website. The PC uh beta begins this week. I think they're doing one of their sessions begins this week on PC, and then there's another one I think next month that'll begin on PlayStation and PC, mm-hmm. and then it'll continue on throughout next year as they iterate upon it and add whatever they need to add before the full release. But this is going to be a free to play. Mm-hmm. It's a free to play live service game, and dude, it just. Like, look, man, Airship Syndicate just, bro. They're like you mentioned the art style, and they and the games that they've played, they've made so far. The combat has always been so good. Dude, Battle Chasers is one of the Battle best JRPG turn-based style games that's come out in the last decade. Period. Nope, not and, wrong. And I always like to say this because I can say this, but I got to meet Mad Joe a few years back prior to uh, Battle Chasers come out. He was in the booth at uh, uh, the GameStop conference for THQ. Standing there next to some guy playing the fucking beta version of of Battle Chasers, and he had no idea that it was fucking Mad Joe sitting there. So I had, of course, go up, get a selfie, and then we sat there and rapped for 10, 15 minutes about RPGs and about, you know, because I think that was just when THQ Nordic had kind of happened. Yep. Airship Syndicate was starting to take off. This was their big, first big game coming out. And he talked passionately with me about JRPGs and about speaking of live service games or something similar, MMOs we got into because I brought up Lord of the Rings Online, which is one of my all-time favorite MMOs. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's funny you bring that up. We at the office were just talking about that game this week and about how we all just like love that game and how everything they did. So point is, is that these guys have a passion for like SNES old school style JRPGs, RPGs in general. If you've played action RPGs like Darksiders, Darksiders 2, especially Darksiders 2, mm-hmm. you know, th- it's it's a lot of him. And knowing that this crew is involved with this alone, a live service game, I, this, I mean. And this plays into, like, Sony's plan. They they have, like, 10, t- like, live service games that they have planned to launch within the next year or two. And clearly this is one of them. And, and much like how Sony is leaning into Bungie, that's why they bought Bungie. They didn't buy Bungie to make their games exclusive. Their stuff is going to go to other platforms. They bought Bungie because they're like, hey, look, we're going into the live service thing, and we have, like, 
Like uh, the gorilla team is supposedly making a uh, um, or, or rumored to be making a monster hunter style game within the Horizon universe. We need your expertise at keeping this game going forward. How to po- properly right. maintain a live service game so it doesn't go the way of Anthem or to a degree uh, the Division right. or what was the other one just recently that's shutting down Marvel. Or uh, um, Avengers. I don't want to talk about it. I mean, like, it's really difficult, man, to go out and just keep a live service game Mm -hmm. relevant Mm -hmm. and constantly, like, being played by its fan base and and, and keeping that longevity, you know, cheese on the end of the stick, so to speak, to keep people going. So that's why they're dipping into digital extremes, because other than Bungie, man, nobody's been able to do it. I mean, maybe the Final Fantasy XIV guys have done a great job, obviously. That's more, I mean... But, like, Warframe has been relevant for a long time and been on a lot of platforms, so that's why they're tapping into it. And, dude, this thing has a lot of potential. Like, I am really excited for this game. Yeah. And as soon as the beta comes out for for PlayStation 5, we'll definitely be checking out. I'm sure we'll stream it to take a look at it. So, really excited for this game. There was a lot of great stuff, though, man, at the Game Awards. I mean, I'm excited for Diablo 4. Obviously, we saw uh, Ken Levine's uh, next game, the maker of Bioshock. He's doing Judas. It looked fucking awesome. Uh, there was a uh, the the Hellboy game looked fucking great. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of great stuff yeah. that they revealed that didn't leak before the show, and that's really great. And and I feel again overall, you take all these reveals and you take in the pacing that they improved upon. I think Jeff Keighley has the Game Awards on the right path. Right. He's just got to clean up a couple of things, but like you said, you got to crawl before you walk. Absolutely. And, but he's done a great job at putting a lot, uh, get, making a, a an event. Mm-hmm. That can really start to stand up with some of the biggest events in the in the industry. Absolutely, the and and I, the last thing I want to say about it, and we all know the game of the year went to Elden, Elden Ring, Ring. Uh, as I like to call it, because my buddy who I'm about to play it with, I call it Elder Circle to piss him off. <laughs> um, listen, I I clearly haven't touched it. Yep. Um, it's a third party game, so I kind of get it. Yep. Uh, I just I don't respect it. Um, but to me. Like and 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 hey, I haven't had the narrative, so I don't know. Right. But it it just it was really shocking that a a game like that did end up winning over God of War to a degree, um, only because of the the dialogue and the character development and where God of War has come from to what it has done now as well too. Um, now that being said, again, I really respect the fact that Elden Ring won because look at the year of games we've had. Mm-hmm. Two, two of those games at least and there's been some other games i know we were talking about as well too you know um it's been a it's been a high caliber year for like top-notch triple a title games in any other year that either of these games would have come out yep. it probably wouldn't have been a slugfest and the reason i say that is because god of war literally won everything else yeah. voice direction or what was what did it, uh, uh, i mean it best, been, performance, best performance art, I mean, art design I mean, bear mccurry best, won, best action best adventure, soundtrack, best soundtrack you know that's a lot of things to win but not go home once with i saw prize. once i saw best and you were saying it you were once, saying once it. best direction mm-hmm. went to uh from software i was like dude it's really difficult yep i mean it happens at the oscars sometimes it'll win someone will be, win best director mm-hmm. but that movie won't win best picture and I thought to myself, man, that's possible. That that might happen here. But I just felt like, man, once they took best direction, mm-hmm. I was like, that's gonna be really difficult for them to sway right, from that. Right. And as being so emotionally invested in playing the God of Wars for yeah, as long absolutely. as I it definitely 
bummed me out a little bit. But again, like your you opinion know, might change, though, man. I mean, you might go play through Alan right, Ray. right, that's and, that, and that's fair, and that's yep. fair. And and just I just look at the dialogue that I saw with the characters going on while I was tra- traversing the story, and it came out late in the year as well, too. So I think there's perspective is there as well, too. But you know, more people got some hands in the Elden Ring. It brought from softwares continue to take a niche style game and make it more common thread for people and make it more for casual gamers in some way, even though it will break controllers. But you know, (laughs) um, I definitely was a little bit bummed about that to some degree, just because of my love for God of war. But again, what, what a year to have a couple of games like that drop. I mean, look at horizon horizon came out in a year. We had to contend with these two as well too. And some could argue that horizons on the same level as either of these games. And I, I I played 80 hours worth of it. I would agree there. You know what I mean? But you know, um, um, Again, I think it's we're moving outside of the COVID stuff. I think next year we got some titles lined up too that might come swinging as well. So who knows what it looks like right. next December as well. But I just wanted to say that out there that I, I love you, Kratos, <laughs> and I need to piss. Well, I don't know. We're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna come back to the main event. We have our next big community bracket that we're gonna Very vote excited. on over the next couple of weeks, leading up to the first episode of next year. But before we get to that, Tone's got to go tinky. I got a tinky. We'll be right back in the sub pump. I'm pumped. And welcome back. Welcome back. We are making it to our final segment, and it's the main event. Now, look, a couple months ago, we did an amazing bracket featuring the best Nick Cage movies. Mm -hmm. And it was a fucking blast. It was a lot of fun to do. And, uh, you know, Cuddles and Tricky got together, and they made a bracket that I think is infinitely more difficult to pick right now than the Nick Cage one. Yeah. The Nick Cage one was was challenging for me because I'm just a huge Nick Cage fan. Right. If you're if you're a diehard Nick Cage fan, that was a tough bracket. But if you're a big fan of TV shows and the and the shows that have come out this year on streaming services, yeah. This bracket is <laughs> fucking gross. Yeah. It is absolutely gross. Yeah. Now, the plan is tomorrow around noon, between noon and 2, I'm going to try to get this thing set up and rolling in our Discord. So make sure you join the B&B Discord if you want to be a part of this. And we're going to have the first round of games up and at them for y'all to vote on. All the matchups, the first round matchups between these shows to see who advances to the second round. And that will run until next week. I don't think I have any of those set up right now in here. None of them transferred over. Uh, just click on that link, though, uh, the link tree thing, and that'll take you to our Discords in there, I believe. Try exclamation mark D-I-S, too, just in case. <laughs> no, because that's absolutely my fault. D-I-S, you said? Oh, just there it is. D-I-S. Exclamation point D-I-S. For stream elements. There you go. Oh, it's for stream elements. Okay, there we go. So there's a link to the Discord. Get in there, because tomorrow at around noon to 2, mm-hmm. it'll go live, Eastern. and you guys can vo- start voting. On the first round of TV shows. Now, the thing is, it'll run until next Wednesday, okay, around the same time. 
We'll, we'll tally it. Actually, no, Tuesday night is when we run it, and then the following Wednesday is when we'll start the second round. So you have until next Tuesday. If there's shows you haven't watched yet, you have some time to go out and binge them. See if you want to make a proper vote. That's fair. Binge stuff. Get caught up. And then after that, the following week will be the, 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 the semifinals, and then the week leading up to the first show of the year will be the final, and then we'll announce the winner. But we're going to break down that first round, and some of these matchups are fucking sick. Now, Cuddles, if, I'm, if I remember correctly, this is based on, the rankings are based on their Rotten Tomatoes score. Do I, do I have that right? I think that's what he said. I'm I waiting. think so. I believe that's what he said. The I can't remember if it was Metacritic or Rotten Tomatoes, but it's one of those two. Rotten Tomato average score is how we're basing these rankings. So, Tone, let's start off. Oh. The one seed versus the 16 seed. We got Cobra Kai in the one, one seed going up against the recently released Wednesday. So a couple of Netflix series locking horns in that first round. I'm surprised. I was actually really surprised to see Wednesday sitting at 16. I uh, I was surprised to see that. I really like that show. I just finished it last night. I know you're a fan of this. I have yet to watch this. I actually have this all downloaded on my phone, ready to go. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start powering through it tomorrow and Friday and watch the rest this weekend. Also finishing up the final two episodes, yes. The Boys. So I'll be caught up for on that. So I will be ready to go for this, for this matchup. But, I mean, like, look. I fucking love Cobra Kai. Big fan of Cobra Kai. I don't know how good Wednesday is, but it's going to have to be fucking really good for me to go. You know what? No. I'm going to go in the I'm going to be I'm I'm bo- I'm going upset. Biggest upset ever. I'll be curious to see people's thoughts on this. Cobra Kai was at 100. I mean shit. Making some Wednesday inspired snood for Christmas gifts. Ooh. Awesome. But Wednesday Tomorrow or Thursday, tomorrow, this will go live and you can vote. We want to get you guys and girls' thoughts. Let us know what you think of this matchup. I'm curious to see where it goes. I know, I know there's some Wednesday fans, but I feel like most of the community is really diehard Cobra Kai. I just, I, I as much as I know people enjoy Wednesday, I know you enjoyed Wednesday, mm-hmm. I would be we surprised if this thing was even close. I mean, Cobra Kai is used as a basis for comparison for reboots these days. Obviously, Wednesday probably took a lot from Cobra Kai. The way they utilize Christina Ricci, and you know, I mean, mm-hmm. they're bringing in some legacy characters. Maybe not. Well, not legacy characters, but right. you know what I'm saying. No. Uh, Wednesday. Wednesday's a 72. Man, that's I, that's. I'm really expecting that to be a little bit higher for Wednesday. Interesting. Yeah, I definitely personally think it's a little bit higher, but I mean, 70. I mean, out it's of 100, it's still not bad. Like, good God, like. I think it's that video game mentality where everyone's like, oh, it's a 7 out of 10. It's a terrible game. Right, no. You know, unless it's 8, 9, or yeah, 10. average, it's, exactly. It's, it's, it's mid. It's 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 average. But I, I think it was a little bit above average, but I love the How do you like though. it, though, against Cobra Kai? Or don't you? How do I like it? Oh, that's that's an easy one for me. I'm sorry. But... Oh, jeez. Okay. Audience score was an 85, so critics didn't weren't too hot on it, but audiences seem to like Wednesday. Right. We'll see, man. The community is part of the audience. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's an upset. I just don't think so. I just don't think that's – even though I haven't seen Wednesday, it's going to take a lot for me to be like, oh, yeah. And make sure, everybody, don't do any bits. Be honest, yes, please. Yes, be honest. That's the most important thing. Like, I get it. Like, the Nick Cage thing is different. If you haven't seen it, don't vote. Like, don't. If the Nick, Cage, Nick Cage thing was different. These are this fun to do, like, but – this I would really – this is, like, different. I feel like there's a lot of people that really watch these shows and love these shows and yeah. be much more passionate about it. So Yeah, don't ruin it for everybody else. Moving on. Two to fi- two versus fifteen. Oh, this this one, I feel like there are some people that really love Obi Wan. Yeah, but the boys, season three, 
which I'm currently going through right now. I'm almost to the finish line. I really, really like it. I liked Obi-Wan. But, again, I feel like this is one where if I really start analyzing things right. and everything that I've, I've got invested from watching the first two seasons of The Boys, that's working kind of against Obi-Wan. Sure. Because Obi-Wan got one season. The Boys, I've been building up to this, and they've done a great job at moving everything forward. Yes. Guaranteed I haven't seen any of the shows. That's okay, Defect. Power. That's all you need. You don't need to watch shows. You just need, you just need power. Power. You just need power. You need power to watch the shows. If you don't have power, you can't watch them. You can't watch them. Same. That's right. Uh, I do think this is an interesting matchup. You know, we got a lot of Star Wars fans in this community, but I feel like the boys has always been a real big burning topic. People have always talked about them when we talk about TV shows. People give me a lot of shit for not watching the boys. I mean, right now, gun to my head, based on what I've seen in season three of the boys and everything I've, I've invested into it beforehand, and, and Obi-Wan, I'm probably going with boys on this one. Yeah, I, I, I think this is... Um... I think it's a tough one, but I don't think it's super tough when you break it down. Do you think if this, if Obi Wan was into season three and you've been invested from the beginning and they've constantly moved it forward in a, in a meaningful way, do you think it'd be a much more closer matchup? It would be. You think so? I think. There, do you think the fact that we have two or three seasons of, or, or three seasons of the boys, you've invested so much time and they've moved the pro, the show forward in a positive way? Mm-hmm. Do you think that that kind of gives them an advantage over Obi Wan? Yeah, because I feel like what sometimes happens with Star Wars things these days, depending who's involved. Like for every step forward, there's somewhere a step back. Sure. Where maybe the boys has deviated, uh, you know, in some ways for the comics, but has also maintained a really good character development, good story. It's compelling. It's mature. You know, so it's it's really hard. I mean, it's it's hard for something like Obi Wan, I think, to stack up. I mean, I, I'm a big Star Wars fan, and even I'm going like this is kind of tough for me to choose because boy, is really fucking good. And I love. <laughs> give me really Obi Wan is more of a fan fair, I think, and more than anything, anyways. So right. Okay, no, that's fair. We'll have to see where that goes. Uh, up next, three verse fourteen. Now, ooh, a couple of Disney Plus series locking horns. We got Miss yeah, Marvel, yeah, at yeah. three going up against She Hulk at yeah. fourteen. And now this is one where I feel like this could be a little bit closer than than what I think it could, but then what the rankings would show. I feel like this is like the first matchup on this list here that's going to be kind of closer one than, than than i'm expecting maybe i there's a lot of people out there that just did not like she hulk and have a lot of issues with it i enjoyed it i think there's it's definitely Crash not perfect she hulk's my queen um i just think that one of them was written really 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 well comparatively like mm-hmm. i think you know uh, they're both two different pieces of shows to watch and they both have um, different uh, tones and vibes to them. Right. One's way more episodic and, you know, still has an overall arc, um, but it kind of blurs line. And one really, really, really just, like... Has a really good story that very, very from start Yeah, to like, like it just, you know, yeah. I, I feel like Miss Marvel, for me, is going to be a little bit more of the the love there. But I could be wrong. I, and, again, I enjoyed She-Hulk. I lo- Hulks are some of my favorite things in comics, but Miss Marvel is incredibly well-written, so... So yeah, it might be. I think you might be right, King. I think this might be a split one. I think this is one that could come down to the wire. I think this yeah, could be your sure. possible. And that's fine. I think it's like upset watch. Just keep right, an eye right, on this right, one. Right, right, you know, right. I I do think Miss Marvel will, will pull away with it, but I do feel like this is right. one you want to keep a close eye on, yeah, just in case. Yeah, 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 yeah. Moving on, number four versus number thirteen. Now this one is I feel like probably going to be a bloodbath. Like this is the first out of these other ones that I feel like is I just don't see a single vote. Going towards Rings of Power. I didn't hate Rings of Power like a lot of people did, but Cabinets of Curiosities was a good show. Mm-hmm. Sure, there were some episodes that maybe weren't quite mm-hmm. as good as the others, but 
I really enjoyed the good episodes a lot. Like there was some really mm-hmm. good storytelling, some really good performances. I feel like this is like that the, the one high seed versus low seed that could be a, could be an absolute bloodbath in this in, the, in this ring. I would be shocked if Rings of Power got many vote any votes at all. Honestly, compared to to Cabinets of Curiosities, unless they have not seen Cabinets of Curiosities and they've only watched Rings of Power, they're just like, man, I fucking hate. Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, and I, would just, I, I love anthology I just, storytelling, anyways. So I would just kick them out of the Discord because yeah. I hate Guillermo del Toro. So just don't say that because I would get don't you say mad. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, five versus twelve. Now this one, this one for me is a very difficult choice. Yeah, this is probably one of my harder choices This too. out of the first four that we've seen, when we got to this one I was like, okay, now I have a problem. Now I have to actually sit down and put a gun to my head and really think this out. At 12 seed and and, and seriously, much like the Lakers themselves, underrated at the time not a lot I've expected from them at a 12 seed, but little did we know we were on the verge of greatness. Showtime. Up against number five, my what, one of my most anticipated shows of the year, Old Man, with Jeff Bridges and John Lithgow and Amy Brenneman. A very slow burn but taut story with some really good storytelling and some of the best flashback sequences to build oh, story going Christ. forward. Dialogue, the um, character, the di- just, yeah. This is really difficult because mm-hmm. I loved Old Man, but man, I really loved winning time. I know, you know, like the more I've gone through the year, because I was also big, you know, that was during early part of the year. We had Peacemaker. We were all talking winning time mm-hmm. and Peacemaker all the time. Like, you know, winning time, like I can hear it right now. I can hear the song playing. Hey, right yeah, bump, yeah. bump, bump, yeah. bump, bump. And I got it. My, <laughs> I got it. On my Spotify. I mean, it's in, oh, my, yeah. it's in my main playlist, you know, and it's so um, I, it's the more and more the year has gone on and I've heard the actual feedback from the people involved. And they said, yo, this is over dramatized. Mm hmm. And they did that Hulu one, which I haven't watched yet. You know, a little right. bit more yep. real story. So yep. it's kind of like tarnished a little bit of that shine for me a little uh, to some degree, I guess, mm-hmm. um, because it's fun and it's definitely kind of a bit. But it's also about the Showtime Lakers. But you really engage with it because the the, the acting's really great. Yep. All the characters are great. But listen, I'm a sucker for serious character development, slow burning dialogue. Yes. So old man's gonna be really hard for me to to to. This is. Like I said, this is probably the tough one of the toughest brackets I've personally got to choose from. Can you imagine right now if Old Man was paired up against Andor? The similarities between the two. I feel like that would be a nice. I think I still scenario. know what I would vote for, but I think it nightmare would, scenario. Yeah, that's like nightmare. That's fuel. nightmare scenario for me. Anyway. Who knows? Who knows? Jeff Bridges' old ass out killing people. Love the baby. Ain't out, he says he ain't out killing people. Uh, <laughs> he ain't out killing people. Nah, man. I just I really really enjoyed Old Man. So I feel like this is going to be one that's going to be that's going to take me some time to think over because yeah. winning time was just yeah so I got engaging. this is going to be my yeah I don't this is this is the first one we ran into where I was just like I'm, yeah I'm super fuck. torn on that one that one's I'm super torn all right up next six versus eleven Andor versus Sandman I actually think this is really fucking tough too oh really this one's tough for I you. mean I think I know what I want on this one and what I would what I'm gonna end up voting but like my god like how many episodes of Sandman 10 uh yeah that might have been 10 10 or 11 that was with 10 or 11 mm. yeah 10 or 11 on this one Jerry Squishy comes out right away Sandman just going with Sandman I have yet to watch Sandman 
And I don't know if I'll be able to get Sandman in before next Wednesday. That's a lot of episodes. I'm sure they're like an hour long. Mm-hmm. Mm, so that's that's a really tough one. Cuddle says 11. He's going with Sandman. Going with Sandman already making some moves. We got some noise from the crowd and the audience from Sandman. I'm, I'm not overly surprised um, because I these are two entirely different things going up against each other. And not everybody in the community is big Star Wars fans nor uh, have the patience for the kind of burn that Andor brings. Sometimes. Okay, yeah. Okay, I'm glad you had that, because I was like, you know, when you said not everyone's a big Star Wars fan, I feel like this would be the one show that would appease that crowd, because this does not feel like a Star Wars show. Right. You know I, I, well, I know, and I don't, don't know that everybody's si- seen both of these either, so, you know, you could be saying one or the other, but not sure. seeing the other either. Um, but if you've seen both, you would know, I suppose, real theoretically, why this is such a struggle here. Um Gun to your head. If I had, if you, you had to make me watch one series before the votes, would you say I go with Wednesday or Sandman? I can do one of both. I can do one of each, or I can do one or the other. I have a hard time. Definitely th- Sandman. I was gonna say I have a hard time thinking that Cobra Kai is gonna get. I would say definitely Sandman. Maybe I'll do Sandman then. Wednesday is great. I it really. Is. I mean, like I said, I really enjoyed that. But there's Sandman is. There's a lot of like characterized. This just it's and it's a lot of good. I don't know. It's just it's very fantasy. It's very yeah, like it's heavy that. fantasy. I like that. And, and and it's really good fun fantasy. And like you know, it's as much as I think Andor on a storytelling level spanks Sandman mm-hmm. just generally because it's such a good like character development world building um story mm-hmm. sandman is something that i think everybody everybody who's going to watch media mm-hmm. can feel a connection to somehow because okay. of that fantasy okay. and because of the characters and because of the visualizations in it as well too is it kind of like a visual novel so to speak like it's got like a it, it is yeah yeah and, and like andor to me is like basically star wars version of like world war ii Right, you know right. what I mean. So it's a lot of like gritty, dark. You know, you know. I just felt like the... so that's not it's not actually for everybody, but as a Star Wars fans, it's a treat for us. So that's fair. No, that's fair. Okay, then what I'll do is I'll delete Wednesday, yeah. and I'll download Sandman. I would, yeah, I, and I'll I make that the my two. Priority. Yeah, of the two, that definitely Sandman is definitely. That's what I wanted to figure out. I was like, you know, what is going to be a better vote? What was? What, where's my priorities going to be? You know, even I think on Wednesday, like against Cobra Kai, that's tough, uh, dude. That's but really if good. you really want to make your choice here tough, definitely watch Sandman. All right, all right, San- all right. Sandman, Sandman is definitely one of the best shows. Sorry, year. Wednesday, but you're not going to be Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. But I, as much as I love Andor, I do. Don't get me wrong. Like I didn't see Sandman, but I remember watching the trailer and you guys talking. About, I was like, man, this sounds right up my fucking alley, yeah, dude. Fucking Neil Gaiman, man. All right. All right. That's it. I'm going to watch Sandman. All right. Moving on to the 7 10. The 7 10 matchup is always where the upsets take place. Let's see what we got for 7 10. Ooh. Uh, okay. Okay. Look. Peacemaker at 7. Moon Knight at 10. I really, really enjoyed Moon Knight, especially that fourth episode on. Mm-hmm. I thought Moon Knight was fucking amazing. I thought it was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Like, really well done. Great performances, great the, the the premise of it, the concept of it was deep, very thought provoking stuff. But fucking a peacemaker, one of the greatest opening tunes ever in a TV show. And uh, and, and John Cena 
showing that he's capable of being more than just a musclehead. His timing, his comedic timing, his dramatic skills. He was able to shut piano a fucking tear. Piano playing. Peacemaker is really fucking good. And mm-hmm. actually, I am shocked that this is at seven. I am shocked this is the seven seed. I don't want to, I don't want to guess what the average score was because that's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Peacemaker was fucking amazing. I love Moon Knight. But man, Peacemaker. That's that's like I would have treated Peacemaker like a two seed. That's, that's how much I enjoyed it. Peacemaker's at a ninety four and it's in seventh. Peacemaker is in ninety four and it's in seventh right now. That I'm telling you, quality TV this, this year. year. This year TV, and that's why, like, even like, man, like, you you break down all these shows and like, you know, the Nick Cage thing was different because there's long time investment. Yes, there there's movies that are classic, they're iconic. You have it ingrained in you. This like we we were treated so well this year because Big like time. I keep saying during the pandemic people just sat around and wrote and had time and got things. This is this is what we saw this year as a, as a, I personally believe is a byproduct of two years of furlough and, yep. and just sitting around and we have gotten some amazing content this year too. I mean it also makes us all look like if you've watched all these shows which I have mm-hmm. I've watched all these you've watched most of them. Mm-hmm. It makes some of us look like real pieces of shit because <laughs> we sat around and watched most of these shows throughout the year. But to be honest, it's a golden age of TV right now. It's and really and as somebody who up until about eight years ago didn't watch a lot of TV except for like. It's hard to pull yourself away. Like you, now you, it's different. Now imagine, it's, now it's you're, you're plugged in. Imagine not being subscribed to these services and not seeing these shows after you've seen these shows and knowing that you're missing out on this yeah. stuff without knowing that. It's I just, mean. There's shows out there that I keep hearing about, like Peaky Blinders. I haven't finished mm-hmm. Jack Ryan. Peripherals Chucky. out there right now. I ha- I got a couple episodes left behind. There, there's, there's, there's all these other shows that people are always talking about that I'm not watching. I don't have fucking time, dude. It's really hard because of what we do here. We have to watch specific things that are big, high prolific, or mm-hmm. exciting things, or real nerdum, whatever entertainment. Yeah, it makes it hard. But what a year for fucking TV. Like, yeah. I mean, what a fucking year. It's it's fucking it's it's obscene. Uh, the Fresh Prince one, Bel Air didn't make it on there. No, nope, Bel Air didn't. And make we it enjoyed on there. that. Like we, there was a lot of issues, I think, with it. But like, didn't. And to be honest with you, man, like I, I liked Bel Air, but like having looked at this list right now, there's not a lot of shows here that I would take Bel Air over. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there might be a couple down there, like you know, you talk about She Hulk and stuff like that, possibly, maybe. But like, Bel Air was good, but it, it 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 fell into some old cliches that I felt kept it from being great. Right, yeah, and it had kind of an identity crisis where it tried to be goofy <clears throat> fun like the original show, mm-hmm. and that just didn't mesh well with the more serious themes that they were trying to approach. Mm-hmm. And really, and, and it just, it just, it just didn't feel right at times. Yeah. No, it just right. felt really weird when they did you're that. Right, so, right. no, uh, cuddles. Uh, actually, so for you, in that perspective, I mean, no one in the community. There's really only a couple of us in the community that are big fans of Avatar. I'm one of them. I'm actually seeing an IMAX on Saturday. I'm taking Four Chamber out for his birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're really excited about that. Uh, um, I'm a big fan, and uh, if you haven't seen the early reviews of the last two weeks oh, from everybody, critics and audiences are James Cameron's magnum opus. They're they're saying it's fucking incredible, yeah. like and on all like levels of what you what people watch cinema for. So, mm-hmm. um, I I mean maybe you don't care. An I don't know. Spe- I'm, an absolute I, I, spectacle. Yeah, I like. I loved the first one, so like I'm really excited. I about actually the bought one. the first one. Mm-hmm. I have it ready to go. I'm actually planning Still to watch rapper. it. No, 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 on digital. You can't have it in a rapper. See, it do, it do, it has gotten lost in the world of media. I think uh, because yeah, you're right. Uh, because <laughs> uh, uh, you know, it's just I think from the 10, 12 years since it last came out, like that's a big span. 
But that's one of the things people are saying about it. Like you, everybody goes into this thinking like after all this time, do we really care? Is it going to be good? Yes. And, you that, will. and now they're, <laughs> and now they're saying like, it's even better than the first one oh, and all yeah. this shit. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's wild. Like we started seeing those reports roll out last week. Uh, I think prime started sharing them. He's like, yo, are you seeing this? And like to think, you know, I, and to think about like, like when I think about Pretty the, lap, to, to think about the laptops that we, that, that we talked about. You know what I'm saying? Like in yeah. 2015, I bought my old laptop, mm-hmm. and this new one was half the price, and it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Look, when Avatar came out, that was one of the first movies in 3D where they were like, "Let's focus on the depth." Yeah, that was a big beat. As opposed to popping everything out in your face, mm-hmm. let's focus on the depth. Avatar came out what 12 years ago? Mm-hmm. What the fuck is this going to look like now with technology? Yeah. What kind of fucking 3D experience are we going to see now compared to what we saw 12 years ago? That's why I wanted to see it in fucking IMAX. <laughs> and that's, dude, that's why I'm actually really excited to see it. I got to watch this first one, get through it, because I want to go and see the advancements they've made with, mm-hmm. with 3D and how they convey that to the audience mm-hmm. compared to what we saw 12 years ago. I think about how the way technology works. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. yeah. Get ready. That's It's funny. I saw somebody said, you know, every time you bet against James Cameron, you're making a big mistake. Dude, I don't know why anybody would bet against James you know, Cameron. Like, fucking... it's, it's, it's just kind of funny how that works out. So. Dude, you want to see it in IMAX with me? I do want to go see it at some point. Like I said, between now and the next show, which is, I think, January 4th or 5th or whatever it is, I'm going to try to go see that shit. I got to power through the first one here, and then over the next two weeks, find a day where I can be like, look, I'm going to run to an IMAX to go see this. Where's the nearest IMAX? Uh, I mean, honestly, from here, no, honestly, from here, either Grand Blanc or fucking Lansing. Okay. All right. No. I'm going to try to make it, dude. I'm going to try to make it. I want to go see it in IMAX. I want to see that shit in 3D. I want to see the advancements they've made. All right. Let's move on to the eight versus nine seed. The final matchup of the first round. Tone, you don't like this one. Fuck, I forgot about this one too. Tone, this fuck. might be fuck, 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 the fuck, fuck. most They're eight and nine, the most difficult matchup fuck, fuck, fuck. of the first round. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Sitting at the eighth seed, Stranger Things season four, and at the nine seed, the the revitalization of the Game of Thrones umbrella or uh, uh, the franchise itself, House of the Dragon. Which was fucking incredible. Up against Stranger Things 4, a community favorite. This is a fucking, this is, this is bullshit is what this is. I blame Cuddles for this. He knew what he was doing. Yeah, he knew what he was doing. He went through that whole list. He goes, okay, I'm not going to include this show because I want, I want Stranger Things to fall up against House of Dragon to make these guys look like fucking idiots. Adjusted numbers. This is quite possibly, out of the two brackets we've had, this could easily... Be the one where we have to do a coin. Flip. I like to see. I got this picture in my head where like here's like Tricky and like fucking cuddles in a room and Tricky's wearing one of those little <laughs> green like little visors. Yeah. He's, he's on like a typewriter. And you see the old receipt coming out. He's cuddles, going to Vegas. He's cuddles like, over there. Are? He's got a pencil. He's scratching. He's erasing. He's going no no. And there he's like adjusting numbers, trying to figure this shit out. And like ah, this Here, is you put these two together. This is ve- this, if dude if th- if this was Vegas they'd be like. I can't answer this. It'd be right like now. Stranger Things at one and a half points. I I can't, I can't, even with a gun. I think I'd take the bullet first before I answer this. <laughs> Kill me now. Um, so House Dragons at ninety three now. They changed daily. Are you fucking? Kidding I, would, I mean, me? I would guess that the audience scores. I'm surprised that's, the critic scores changed. I, you don't get that shit out right away. Man. This is. I'm not even going to talk about this because this would require an in-depth conversation. I feel like this is one where I really need to think about this at night when I'm laying in bed, when I when I'm taking a shit. I need to sit there and be like, "Oh fuck, 
I got to vote on this before next week. Exclamation mark DIS. Oh, exclamation point DIS. That'll get you that Discord link. If you wanted to get into these votes here over the next get into that couple Discord. weeks, get your, you know, accounts. It, 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 you know, it, you know, seriously, your vote counts, and we would like to have it for these because, honestly, this is going to come down to some of these crazy wires. And just think, once we get past this fucking seed. Oh, jeez. Think about the matchups we could have for the next uh, one. I don't, I don't it's gonna to. get it's gonna get crazy and get ugly. But you know what? At the end of the day, whoever wins in this, whatever whatever show takes home the glory, you know, um, two things. It's kind of twofold. We all win because we got great team this win. year. But it also means that some of us are pieces of shit because we may Watch have watched all these single show. fucking <laughs> series this year. So, uh, and if you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening on Spotify or iTunes, I will have the link to our Discord in the description. Hold them to it. Of the show. If you want to get in here and put your vote, you don't have to jump in and say shit to anybody. If you're just like, fuck, man, I want to fucking vote. I think Drag- House of the Dragon shits all over Stranger Things. I-, I think fucking Rings of Power is the greatest show of the year. Get in there and vote. We want to get your <laughs> thoughts. Just, just, just remember, whatever if you vote, It'll tell us who voted for Rings of Power. Sorry, and I can't protect you from uh, from this guy or 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 Rohit Raju. Right. I, I can't promise you Rohit's not going to show up and, and and just kill you. Kill you. Picard was not on the list. Yeah, there was other shows that couldn't actually be added onto this because the of the Orville bracket. Wasn't on here. Chucky yeah. wasn't on yeah, here. Yeah, it's just a lot of stuff that I mean, you guys like. I'm telling you, it's hard to do. That's a man. lot. That's a lot of. That's, that's why, a lot that's of TV. This year. Good I TV. I don't envy Cuddles and Trick when they do this stuff, man, because mm. you have to make some. Dude, the committee of the NCAA tournament and the committee of college football playoff—that's a tough job because you're, you're like, I'm not going to make everybody happy. Right. So you know, and we got to have somebody to blame, and we got to blame Tricky and Cuddles. Yeah, that's why certain shows don't make it because they said, "Fuck you, mm-hmm. Halo doesn't belong." I don't right. care what you well, think. For sure, and that's because Halo, you know, they they voted themselves off anyways. Hey, so. man, don't don't tell Zach Dynamite that. Just saying. <laughs> One guy on Twitter out there defending it. That fan. <laughs> hey, man, he's he's passionate about his, his Halo. But uh, hey, look, this is gonna go live tomorrow, sometime after twelve, sometime before. I'm, I said two, three. It just really depends. I'm gonna get started on tonight. But it'll be in the Discord. We will have a channel set up for this alone. And you have until next Tuesday, Tuesday. 9 p.m. Eastern, to get your votes. And so you have plenty of time to binge any shows or get caught up in any shows you might be behind on. We want to get your thoughts. This The Nick Cage one was a blast. I feel like this one could get really heated, especially mm-hmm. in those later rounds. There's going to be some nasty fucking matchups. But let's get through that first round first. But, Tone? Yes. One more time, here's the bracket. And I'm looking at this right now, man, and I'm thinking in the second round, oh, the boys versus Peacemaker, gross. Uh, I mean, shit, Cabinets of Curiosity up against either Winning Time or, or, or Old Man. And then, dude, dude, look at this. I mean, uh, Cobra Kai versus Stranger Things or House of the Dragon. That next round is fucking gross. That side is weighted immensely I it's feel. unbelievable yeah yeah uh, i just uh that's a tough side <laughs> tony guys yeah. it is going to be an unmitigated disaster you're right but it's going to be awesome man it's going to be fun and again shout out to cuddles and tricky for putting this together putting in the number crunching and, and doing the research and putting it together and then uh to get the community in there to, to to chime in on it and have a vote and have a say and then we can crown ourselves a winner when we return 
the first week of January 2023. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tone, yes. I just want to say, man, another year of Banter and Babble. We had an amazing time uh, uh, on Saturday with episode 100. Dude, I love doing a show with you. Mm-hmm. And it's it, it's a blast, and it's a lot of fun. 2023 is going to be fucking amazing. We've got Comic-Con, the return of the Midland Mall Comic-Con right. in March. And we're just always looking to try to grow the show and do some new stuff. I know we want to visit more food places. I know we want to visit more bars. We want to do a lot more stuff with the local businesses and, and, and put a lot of focus on that. But, man, it's just um, it's it's a blast sitting here with you every single week doing this show, yeah. hanging out with our friends, getting their thoughts on stuff. I fucking love it, man. Pretty thankful. So I appreciate you, brother. For sure. It's always Thank a good you. time. Allow me into your home and – your dog to be when in love with me. When my kids over, I appreciate you for that. Yeah, man. That's, they that's started very calling me kind. dad. That was awkward, but very kind. Very, very. But tone yeah. house uh, house cleaning. Yes, uh, as always. Um, don't forget if you have or haven't, make sure to follow us, like us, subscribe, whatever it might be, to any social media platform or wherever you can find us. If you're out on the iTunes, you're out on Spotify. Give us those ratings. Give us those comments. Get involved there. Join the Discord. Have those conversations with us. Keep being a part of the community. You know, you guys, you 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 retweet, you share all the things you do, like stuff, whatever it might be. That stuff's super important to us. We appreciate that. We can't tell you how much that is weighted against itself in gold. Don't forget, as always, if you know somebody, whether it's a friend, a family member. Whoever that might be, somebody you might, some stranger you just met after the bar outside behind a dumpster. I don't care. Let them know about Banter and Babble. If you think they're going to enjoy the stuff that we do that you might enjoy, please share us with them. We want to continue to grow. And if we grow small and slow, that's fine as well, too, because, hey, you know, we're doing it naturally. So we we really just can't thank you all enough for being a part of it as we continue to grow. And as dude alluded to, of course, Midland Mall Comic Con coming up in March here in just a few months away. And I am so super stoked to be there as well, too. Seven Dungeons is going to be there doing his thing. Make sure if you haven't, check out Seven Dungeons on Mondays doing his yarn spinning as well with the Seven Dungeons crew, him and, you know, Drassen and the crew telling great stories, having lots of fun as well, too. As always, as well, check out Half-Ass Beer Review. I've been uh, recently fortunate to go over there and hang out with HBR. He is on YouTube doing craft beer reviews every week i've been fortunate to go over there hang out and do a few with him recently we've been having a blast getting back to those as well too and of course other supporters around here as well check out defects he's going to be doing live stuff tomorrow night on twitch make sure to be there as the capital ship comes rolling in king cuddles as always one of our closest pals is always streaming games throughout the week when none of us are around so go hang out with him give him a middle finger yell at him he's usually just Having a good old time with some of the boys playing some games. Can't get enough of you guys. So, as always, again, I can't stress enough. We thank you and appreciate you guys for always being here. With that and the weird stuff he's doing with these puppets here. I'm just showing off our new toys. I'm sure. Uh, you know, you guys have a great holiday. We'll see you after the um, – As after the, we'll be back January 4th. Whatever that fucking Wednesday. I want to say it's the 4th. January the 4th is when it is because the 3rd is a Tuesday. So there you go. Uh, we will see you back here live from the Banter and Babble 9 p.m. to kick off the new year. So you guys take the time. You deserve it. You've worked hard. Have some fun with your family and friends over the next few days. Be in the Discord. Get some votes in. Get in the Discord. Hang out with us. Get drunk. Eat some food. Take some Eddie's. Whatever it is. Play some games. Watch some TV. That's what I'm going to do. That's what you should do. He's going to do it, too. I'm going to do it, too. I'm going to play with my dolls. 
There uh, you go. Cherry, again, thank you so much. We These appreciate are fucking you. fucking amazing. I hope everyone has a safe holiday season. Have yeah. a great Christmas. Have a great New, New Year's. Year's. For sure. Whatever you celebrate, have a good time. Be safe. We will see you January 4th, 2023. Take care, everybody. We love you. See you soon. Mm-hmm.